playoff picture in the Eastern Conference, but their chances are dwindling, and they will be hungry for a victory tonight on home turf. I think the mics are all working now. There yeah. we go. I Zach's hear you. got us. We got it. I'm Jeff. She's Casey. Zach Cantrell is our producer tonight. And whether or not you heard it, I'll just re-say it now. It's Louisville City against Miami tonight. It is a simple storyline this evening, Casey Whitfield. Louisville City needs to win. If they win, they clinch their playoff berth in the USL's Eastern Conference playoff come season's end. Winning, you're in. It's that simple. That's it. That's it. I mean, and they it's definitely a winnable game. It's tough. It's on the road. Any game on the road is hard. And you've got a Miami team, too, that is coming off of a pretty hard loss. You know, they, they were they were able to tie with tie it one one with Pittsburgh and then ended up losing it. And then that's also a team that is trying to fight to be in the playoffs. They're sitting outside the playoff spot at 10th right now. So it's a team that's fighting for their lives. So it's by no means going to be an easy match. But if you're Lou City, you just have to focus on the fact I have to get those three points. I have to do whatever it takes to get those three points because it's going to take a little bit of a pressure off of them too. Yes. They want to be able to host a game. Yes, they want to have home field advantage. You know, that's all important. But getting into the playoffs is the number one priority. And so tonight's the night. Get those three points and maybe then start working towards hosting. (laughs) (laughs) It is certainly the first hurdle tonight for Louisville City. Getting into the playoffs, getting into the postseason, punching their ticket. They can do it with a win. We mentioned this Miami team, very talented, a lot of names that if you're a fan of Louisville City, you will recognize from years past against other teams like Florian Velo, former New York Red Bull player from back when New York Red Bulls 2 was the big rival of Louisville City. Kyle Murphy, who's been a big goal scorer in recent years, particularly in 2021 with Memphis when he scored 20 goals. He's the starting center forward for this Miami team. Anthony Pulis, former St. Louis, former Orlando City B Head coach, he's the head man for Miami, so a lot of familiarity on this team for Louisville City fans. And that's not even to mention Paco Craig, former Louisville City center back who played in 94 regular season games for Lou City from 2016 to 2019, a member of two different championship squads. He is a regular starting center back on this Miami team. So a lot of familiar faces, a lot of players that Louisville City fans will be familiar with. Last week for Louisville City, Casey, a terrific win at Lynn Family Stadium. One to nothing was the final score um, for Lou City. Wilson Harris scored five minutes into the game, and then Lou City was able to see out that score line for the final 85 minutes and come away with a win. And again, the story for that game, it was the only home game of the month for the boys in purple. So it's great that they took advantage of, of the home field on that on that night. And now the question becomes, can they turn that victory into momentum over these three games to close out September, all three on the road, tonight at Miami, on the weekend at Loudoun United in Northern Virginia, and then a week from Saturday they got to travel all the way out to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to take on New Mexico United. With a potential playoff berth on the line tonight, and with, as you alluded to, Casey, trying to get into that top four so that they can host a playoff game. That's what's at stake over these next few weeks, all on the road for Louisville City. So it'll be a big test over the next uh, next three games to see if they can carry that momentum from that big victory forward. Yeah, but I think Danny Cruz is going to be happy about having the test now to be able to see how they they manage this and how they're able to go on the road and compete because you aren't guaranteed a top four finish, which means you aren't guaranteed a home matchup. And so to be able to go on the road and be successful is vital 
because if you're not going to be at home, you have to win on the road. And so it's a good opportunity for them to see where are they at right now in the season? How do they handle consecutive road matches? Because that could happen in the playoffs. It could be consecutive road matches. And how, like, how do they respond to the pressure? And it's it's going to be tough because traveling's hard. Traveling's unpredictable. Your flights are delayed. Your flights are canceled. Your flights are moved. It's over. There's so many different things that can happen with traveling. And so to factor all of that in with trying to stay focused on the goal in front of you, it's a lot to do. So it is a, it is a huge test. But I think it's one that they're definitely able to handle. And I think it's going to benefit them come playoff time. Louisville City will close the regular season out with a couple of games at home uh, in the month of October to close out the regular year. October 7th against Hartford, and then October 14th, the season finale against Tampa Bay. So there are more opportunities at home for the boys in purple, and they're hoping there will be a third further opportunity at home if they can clinch a top-four seed in the Eastern Conference heading into the playoffs. We're going to continue to preview this game for you. It's taking place down in South Florida at Ricardo Silva Stadium on artificial turf. Always a difficult situation for Lou City to play on. We will tell you more about Miami FC, tonight's opponents for Lou City, when we come back. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Welcome back. We're continuing to get you prepared for tonight's Louisville City game. They are on the road in South Florida in Miami at Ricardo Silva Stadium. Current conditions down there, 81 degrees, low chance of precipitation, but it's never zero down in Florida, so you never know what might happen. And very humid, as you might expect, about 84% humidity in Miami according to the current conditions. And this game will be played on artificial turf, as is the case at Ricardo Silva Stadium. That is the home of Florida International football. So it has uh, been in use of late as the college football season has begun. It is also the home of Miami FC, the team that hosts Louisville City tonight. Second meeting of the season between these two clubs. They met back on May 13th. That was a 3-1 to victory for Louisville City FC, and if you may remember back during that stretch of the season, Louisville's goal-scoring woes were were at their worst um, at, at that point in the year, and that was actually the first multi-goal game by Louisville City all season long for that 3-1 to victory back on May 13th. We mentioned Casey Whitfield. It is a talented team with lots of familiar names, uh, lots of dangerous players, including Kyle Murphy, who has 20 goals, um, Previously in his career, when he played with Memphis a couple of years ago, he scored 30 goals over the last two years, and he's got five goals this season for a team that doesn't have a lot of high-number goal scorers. Um, what, do you, what do you think this game is going to look like tonight? I mean, it's a midweek game, lots of travel for Louisville City. I would imagine they'll have some tired legs. They know that they've um, got another game on the road coming up on Saturday, so just a preview, we've got a little bit of rotation in the starting lineup tonight for Louisville City. Some guys that haven't started for a little while that are going to get a start tonight. So what kind of game do you expect? How, how do you think this is going to play out on the field? A battle. I think it's not going to be the prettiest soccer, especially to start out with, because you're going to have Lou City, like you said, some tired legs from traveling, maybe not being able to get right into their rhythm. And then you've got Miami, who I, th- I believe is on a four-game losing streak currently. They are 10th right now, so right outside of playoffs, like I said, and they are just trying to do whatever it takes to survive and to fight to get into a playoff position. And so I think they are just going to be trying to 
mess everything up for Lou City, just kind of cause chaos on the field. As uh, Ted Lasso would say, bring out the chaos hammer. <laughs> and I think that's what Miami's going to try to do because what they've been doing hasn't been working. When you're going against a team like Lou City, who is very technically sound, who is very strong in possession, who is very organized defensively, you have to do whatever you can to kind of mess that up and get them out of shape, get them unorganized. And so I think it's going to be a tough game and I think Lou City has to weather the storm a bit they have to kind of let the game calm in and then they're going to have to pick up the pace though with their possession because if you work the ball really quickly you're not going to allow teams to be able to kind of tackle hard or mess things up so you're going to have to make sure you constantly have passing angles and then work their possession quickly to be able to break whatever Miami's trying to do there could be some twists and turns tonight in the playoff story on either end of the standings in the Eastern Conference. We know that Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and Charleston, those are the top three in that order in the conference. They've all clinched their playoff berths. Louisville City currently sitting fourth, hoping to clinch tonight if they can get a win over Miami, but they are just one point ahead of Memphis for that coveted fourth spot. Memphis in action tonight as well. They take on Birmingham. Birmingham down in seventh place, just one place above the final playoff spot. For Miami, we mentioned... Casey, you said four straight losses, three straight of those four. Three of those four have been by one goal, including most recently to top-placed Pittsburgh in their last game out by a final score of 2-1. to one. Miami right now seven points back of Tulsa for that final playoff spot. And with seldom few games remaining, five games remaining for Miami, uh, they need to capitalize on every possible three points if they hope to leapfrog Detroit and leapfrog Tulsa into that final playoff spot. So lots of stakes on the line, lots of games elsewhere in the league that we will have our eyes on tonight that will have implications um, on that playoff picture, which is starting to get a little bit clearer and clearer as the days go by. Kickoff just a couple of minutes away. When we come back, Casey will have her keys to the game. It's Lou City against Miami down in South Florida tonight here on ESPN Louisville. Just a couple of minutes away from kickoff, Blue City against Miami tonight, and Casey Whitfield has keys for tonight's game. Tonight, Lou City has to have quick combination play. In order to do this, we have to have players moving off the ball and providing options and support to the player on the ball. Quick combination play is going to allow us to break down the back line of Miami and to get numbers in behind to create solid goal-scoring opportunities. Next, we have to be organized defensively. Like I said, Miami's coming off a tough loss and they're on a losing streak, and so they're going to try to fight to earn that spot in the playoffs and see if they can begin to get on a winning streak. So we have to make sure that we're organized in our defensive shape and make it difficult for Miami to break us down and get in behind. And then finally, just win, baby. A win and we're in. That's it. We have to take care of business tonight so we can not only clinch our spot in the playoffs, but continue to climb higher up the table to ensure some home field advantage in the playoffs. You heard her. The story tonight is simple. Louisville City clinches a playoff berth with a victory this evening against Miami. Starting lineups and kickoff are next here on ESPN 680 and 1057. Tonight's starting lineups brought to you by Breeze Airways. We will begin with Louisville City FC playing on the road tonight. 
There are some changes this evening for head coach Danny Cruz. They do not include Oliver Zimla. He's the starting goalkeeper, as he has been all season long. Along the back line, though, we expect it could be a back four or a back five, potentially. It will include on the left, Wes Sharpie and Kyle Adams, and then on the right, Sean Tosh and Manny Perez. We could also potentially see Carlos Mogel Jr. drop into a defensive position. As of right now, we'll tell you that he's going to be in a midfield position, along with the captain, Paolo Del Piccolo, and... Another Academy product, along with Mogel, Elijah Winder. And then the front three. This is where a couple of the more notable changes take place in this Louisville City lineup. Jorge Gonzalez starts again, once uh, once again, down the left of this attacking three. But the other two players are both changes. Martin Powells starts as the center forward in place of Wilson Harris, who scored the lone goal in Lou City's victory over San Diego last time out. And then down the right is Ray Serrano for Danny Cruz's team. On the other side, Miami Again, their head coach, Anthony Pulis, in his second season in charge. Jake McGuire is the goalkeeper. The back four in front of McGuire includes Aiden Stanley, former Lou City man Paco Craig, Benjamin Ofemu, and Mark Segbers, former Pittsburgh player. In the midfield, Ryan Telfer and Gabriel Cabral, along with three attacking midfield options, including former New York Red Bull player Florian Velo, Christian Sorto, and Joaquin Rivas, and they will all play in support of the man who wears the number nine on his jersey and occupies that position on the field, Kyle Murphy, a lethal goal scorer in years past, notably with Memphis, as we've mentioned on the broadcast already. Not quite the same numbers for him this season, but still a very talented player, a player who knows how to put the ball in the back of the net scored 30 goals over the last two seasons coming into this year with Miami FC. They have a record of 7 7 let me say it again 7 14 and 8. That's good for 29 points, 10th in the Eastern Conference, 7 points back of that coveted 8th spot in the standings that gives them the final playoff position if they were able to reach it. Louisville City on the other side, a record of 15 7 and 8. I beg your pardon, 13 9 and 7 if I can read the right line here. They sit with 46 points in the standings, seven back of Charleston in third place, but one clear, just one point clear of Memphis 901 for that fourth playoff spot. And again, the top four each get to host a home playoff game in the first weekend of the playoffs. Elvis Osmanovic is the man in the middle tonight. The team's out on the field. Louisville City wearing their road white uniforms, white from head to toe with Black numerals and trim. Miami in light blue shirts and shorts with orange socks. Miami has the opening kickoff and we are underway. Miami, the hosts, moving from right to left. Louisville City moving from left to right and right off the kickoff inside the opening 10 seconds. Miami hits a ball long into the attacking end. It's out for a throw to Miami on the far side, the right. And it's going to be the right back, Mark Segbers, to take it. So some defensive work for Louisville City to do right off the back. Seg- Segbers throws it in to Rivas. He returns it to Segbers under a challenge there from Carlos Mogel Jr. And now Louisville City comes out with the ball, but a foul called against Lou City, and it will give Miami a free kick on that far sideline, just about where they took the throw in the attacking half for them, the defensive half for Louisville City. Elijah Winder called for the foul. And if you're Miami, I think you have to start hard and fast. You have to come at that back line of Lou City, just like they're doing right now, and see, they, see if they can get that first goal of the game and really set the pace. Two players standing over the free kick for Miami. Aiden Stanley 
And Gabriel Cabral, Stanley, a left-footed player, Cabral, a right-footed player, will be Cabral's free kick. Here it comes, driven in low on the ground, bounces a couple of times in the penalty area, and then Ofemu brings it down and has a shot with his right foot, but it's well off target in the end, a little bit off balance there, Ofemu. Hit it from just outside of the penalty spot. But the trouble there, Casey, I would say, from a Louisville City perspective, was that that ball got all the way through to him. Took a couple of bounces in the penalty area. Always dangerous on a free kick. Well, it was a really poor clearance from Louisville City. The ball bouncing around a little bit. Not a good clearance. And then the referee, for some reason, called a corner kick when no one on the field, not even the person that shot it, thought it was a corner kick. Wow. Yeah. watching that, Watching that replay, I don't think it took a touch no, at all off, off the foot of Ofemu. But it is a corner, to your point. It'll come for Miami from the far side there. Right. It'll be Stanley, the left-footed player, to take it. An in-swinger off of his left foot. Here it comes into the air toward the back post, and it's headed behind by Kyle Adams of Louisville City. Or was it off of Kyle Murphy? I thought it was off of Adams. It is off of Adams. It'll be another corner for Miami, this time from the near side, the left. Two minutes gone in this game. Miami's had all of the ball so far, and now they've had a couple of chances. And this is where I talked about where Louisville City just has to be patient and ride the waves. They have to just ease into this match. Now it's Cabral from the near side, the left. In-swinger off his right foot to the near post. Popped up off the chest of Palo Del Piccolo. It comes back to Cabral. He tried to link up there with Florian Velo. It's cut off by Elijah Winder. Winder tries to dribble out of pressure, then finally clears it upfield on the ground. Comes to a Miami player. I believe that's Stanley. He just clips it forward down this left-sided channel. And it's over the head of the intended target, Christian Sorto. He can't catch up to it. It's behind for a Louisville City goal kick. And for the first time in the opening three minutes of tonight's game, Louisville City can breathe a little bit defensively. Yeah, and this is a good opportunity for them to kind of clear their lines, push up out of this area, and see if they can begin to get the ball in their half of the field. They were thinking of playing short there for a minute, but I think it's the right decision to push on and get the ball out of this area and push it closer to the middle of the field towards their offensive half. It's Zimla, the goalkeeper, to take the goal kick. He's coming off of his 12th shutout of the season. That is the rookie record in the USL, and it is good for the league, the league lead, I should say, in the USL this year by goalkeepers. His goal kick hit long, an exchange of headers. Segbers clips it over his shoulder high into the air. Winder a header, Mogel a header. Coming in is Wes Sharpie playing at the left back spot tonight. He just heaves it forward where it's headed along the back line by Paco Craig, the former Lou City man. Here's a header from Sharpie, and that header goes out of play on the far side, the right, and it's going to be a throw to Miami in the defensive half for them. They play it back to Ofemu just outside of the box on the far side. The Miami right, he has to hit it long, headed by Kyle Adams, brought down in the midfield by Paolo Del Piccolo. He can't control it, and then a foul called against Del Piccolo after it was taken off of his feet, and it's a free kick to Miami. They take it just to the right of the center circle, swinging across the field to the left side, Aiden Stanley, and Miami will have some possession here for a moment or two. Here's Paco Craig with the ball, middle of the field. Clips it forward to Joaquin Rivas. He heads it on its way to Christian Sorto, where it's headed uh, out of danger from Louisville City's Manny Perez. Here comes Miami, though, taking the ball back. Ball through to Sorto, chasing it into the box. Perez, though, has him beat, and he'll shield Sorto away from the ball, and Zimla comes off of his line to fall on it and claim the possession for Louisville City. Some good little link-up play there, though, for Miami through the middle of the field. Lou City does well with tracking the runners, but they have to make sure that they're applying pressure to the ball right away so they can stop the possession before they're able to break through several lines of pressure. And those little one-two-touch moments, we've seen them from Miami, notably last week in their game against Pittsburgh. They scored a nice goal with some quick passing movement like we just saw. 
Absolutely. And so that's where you have to make sure that you step and you stop the pass from happening or you're making sure you're tracking those runners. Gonzalez in the box for Lou City. Maybe it's a chance for the boys in purple. He got toward the end line and then it's played off of his feet by a Miami defender. It goes behind Gonzalez arguing it should be a Louisville City corner. In fact, he went and picked up the ball and was making his way to the corner flag. And then you could see him mouth why when the referee came over and told him it was, in fact, a goal kick. So the first opportunity of the game, half chance there for Louisville City, goes awry. Five and a half minutes into the game, it was Martin Powell's that got down the left wing, played it through to Gonzalez, and Gonzalez just ultimately couldn't get across into the middle. Well, I kind of agree with him. I thought it was a corner kick there as well. It looked like a hit off of the Miami player. But regardless, good link-up play between Powell's and Gonzalez to be able to create that opportunity. Ball played forward by Miami, and it's a foul against Joaquin Rivas. And so it gives Lou City a fifth third free kick in the defensive half just outside of the center circle. They played along the back line. Here's Mogel between the center backs right now. To the right center back, Sean Toe. She goes back to the goalkeeper, Zimla, playing about 10 yards out of his box. Now forward to the left center back, Kyle Adams, the left-footed player. He crosses midfield into the attacking half then stops and steps on the ball and plays it backward to Zimla. As Lou City patiently knocks it around the back. Here's a bad giveaway, though. Zimla turns it over. Miami coming forward. Rivas wanted a foul there. Looked like he was tugged from behind a little bit, but he couldn't catch up to the ball. And Zimla able to wipe his brow there nervously. He gave that ball away in a bad spot, Casey. Miami just couldn't take advantage. A horrible spot. I'm really fortunate that the pass that is played off of that poor giveaway was a poor pass as well. I do think that there was a little bit of a foul. I think Winder got away with one there, pulling back the Miami attacking player. And so I think Zimla just has to be sharper there. He got lucky on that one, I'll say. Nearly seven minutes gone by in this game. Lou City still in possession after they recovered following that mistake. It is Zimla once again, who's been spectacular of late. Made a couple of huge saves. Made five saves in total, all in the second half last week in the win over San Diego. But two of those five were really of the spectacular variety. Diving down to his right on a deflected ball and then one-on-one with a San Diego attacker. An attacker denied him at the near post. Lou City well forward here on the inside left is Martin Powell's trying to link it forward to Gonzalez, I believe. It's cut out by Miami. Loose ball picked up at midfield by Kyle Adams. His pass forward deflected out of play, and it's going to be a throw to Loose City on the far side, the left, just at the midway line. Neither team really able to establish a lot of possession so far in this match, and I think that's due to a lot of stoppages, a lot of fouls, a lot of different stoppages of play and so neither team able to get into a rhythm get into flow going forward Lou City with a shot from distance from Jorge Gonzalez and that's well over the bar three rows into the stands Gonzalez claiming he was fouled from behind as he kind of went to the ground after the shot he discarded a challenge from Cabral and then was sort of falling backward as he hit it I think he wanted the foul initially when he received the ball against Cabral but no foul given but Louisville City able to win the ball back from the ensuing Goal kick. That is, though, eight minutes into the game, the first shot, by my recollection, for Louisville City in this one. And it came from about 20 yards away by Jorge Gonzalez. And I see what he was talking about there with one in the first foul. He is fouled from behind, but he's able to get a little bit of an advantage there. And I think he's saying he was pushed, and you could see Cabral's arm extended into his back, but I don't think it was enough contact to really deem it to be a foul, especially in that area of the field. Long diagonal from Adams and a good one to Serrano. He drops it off to Manny Perez and a good searching ball from Perez, but no one on the end of it at the back post. Martin Powell's made a run down the middle, sort of cut to his right at the penalty spot. 
Had he cut to his left and made that far post run, he might have been able to get on the end of that ball for Manny Perez. It was an early ball from out wide, played low and on the ground, and just not quite the, the right run. Not on the same page between Manny Perez and Martin Powell's, but a terrific ball there, Casey. No, but that's one of my favorite services right there. That low, driven ball in between the back line and the goalkeeper. It is one of my favorite types of services. And I, I do think that Powell should have maybe been making that run a little bit harder to the back post. In the box, here's Mogel. Drops it off to Paolo Del Piccolo. He hits it with his weaker right foot. Claims it was deflected. Also maybe wanting a foul here. It was well wide the shot in the end. But Louisville City players congratulating themselves. Some high fives among them. I think a foul has been called. And it's going to give Louisville City a fifth third free kick in a decent position. Or no, it's just going to be a corner. So no foul. Just a corner kick here for Louisville City. But Paolo Del Piccolo there on that shot. Would have preferred it on his left, but he was able to do enough and got a deflection off that shot to win the corner. Yeah, it was a nice layoff there from Ray Serrano. Good defense from Miami to be able to track that back. And Paulo Del Piccolo does the best that he can with that opportunity. But a really good set piece here. And Mogel Jr., exactly who you want sending this ball in. Had two assists a couple weeks ago against Colorado. Here it comes to the near post, headed out of the six-yard box by Kyle Murphy of Miami. Picked up out of the box by Elijah Winder. He plays it into the center circle to Manny Perez, who is the last man back. And Lucity will recycle possession here. Wide right, it's Ray Serrano. Inside right, Sean Tosh. On the ground, top of the box, Powell's. Drops it off to Del Piccolo. Mogel over the top of Gonzalez. Can he get to the ball? He does! Is it over the line? It's cleared off the line. And then it's cleared out of the area by Miami. It's picked up in the middle for them by Florian Velo. Miami trying to get out of trouble here. It's Segbers on the right side. He plays it on the ground down the middle. Cut out by Carlos Mogel. A heavy touch, though. Gave it back to Ryan Telfer of Miami. Comes to the near side to Sorto. He goes back to the back line to Aiden Stanley. Lucidi still chasing the ball, trying to win it back in a promising position. And they do with Del Piccolo. Florida goes to Gonzalez. 30 yards away from goal. Wide right outside of the box. Serrano. Opportunity to cross. Here it is toward Powell's. And his header is just off target. Martin Powell's at six foot seven. Finally won a ball in the air. Feels like Louisville City fans have been asking him to do that all season long, but just couldn't keep it on target. But a great spell there for Louisville City, Casey. First, the opportunity for Gonzalez. He got the shot through the legs of the goalkeeper, and it was cleared off the line by Miami. What a ball through, though, from Mogel to find to find Jorge Gonzalez. Gonzalez does the best that he can to get that off. And, and even as it goes past the goalkeeper and the Miami defenders clearing it off the line, he clears it off of Gonzalez and it still doesn't bounce in the back of the net some way, somehow. But really good through ball there from Mogal Jr. And on that uh, cross into Powell's, Powell's was arguing that he headed it off of the defender and that it should have been a corner kick. It was a nice service in. But again, they have to use his height to their advantage. I don't think they've done that enough with sending services into the box really good spell of play for louisville city all around and they are pressing down on the accelerator right now they have possession back nearly 12 minutes gone by in this one it is still zero zero but loose city certainly the better team so far and they are right now on top of the game it's with zimla the goalkeeper playing in the middle of the field about 20 yards out of his box to the left center back kyle adams he's drifting backward though as Miami tries to press forward a little bit defensively. Zimla in the D goes to the near side, the right to Chanteau. She's looking to hit it long. Instead, we'll check it back and dribble backwards. He'll play it all the way across the field from right center back to left center back. Here's Kyle Adams. He's got about 20 yards to go before he crosses midfield. Into the center circle to Carlos Mogel. On the ground inside right is Ray Serrano. Back to Mogel. Clips it toward the near side toward Manny Perez. Cut out there by Aiden Stanley. Stanley's header, though, is one on the ground by Ray Serrano. And City will continue this possession 12 and a half minutes into the game as it stands right now loose city with 71 percent 
of the ball. The last six or seven minutes have been all Lou City. It's Zimla in his box to Adams just outside of it. Returns it to Zimla under a little pressure here. Zimla with a defender about four yards away has to hit it in the air toward midfield. Header from Serrano toward Manny Perez on the near sideline. Perez clips it infield to Martin Powells. Powells does really well against Paco Craig and he draws a foul. Powells had his back on Craig. Craig pulled him down and the referee blew his whistle. It's going to be a fifth third free kick to Lou City in the attacking half on the inside right about 15 or 20 yards outside of the box. That's excellent work there from Powell's. He does so well to shield Craig from being able to get the ball, and he lets the ball run across his body as he's opening opening up his body to face the goal, and Paco Craig just pulls him down completely. And really, really good work, though, from Martin Powell's to earn this set piece. It's a little bit farther out for a shot on goal, but you're going to probably see a service into the box aiming for that PK spot for one of the targets. Fifth third free kick from the inside right. It's going to be Mogel and Del Piccolo to stand over it. Carlos fakes his run. It's going to be Del Piccolo. Clips it with his left foot to the back post. A decent ball punched behind by the goalkeeper, McGuire. About three runners in that area for Louisville City. One of them was Wes Sharpie. Might have been the target there. Gonzalez also involved. Tosh in the area as well. And McGuire, the goalkeeper, had to be sure. Came off of his line. Stuck out a right arm, a right fist, and knocked it behind. It's going to be a Wi-Fi corner for Lou City from the far side, the left. Yeah, that's a great ball into the box by Paulo Del Piccolo, but really good goalkeeping from McGuire to come out and get that one. If he doesn't come out, I think that one is definitely going to be a shot on target. It was a nicely weighted service, and now a great set-piece opportunity for a ball whipped into the box. Third, uh, Second corner of the night for Lou City. It's headed on, and it's headed in by Sean Tosh at the near post, and there's the opening goal for Lou City. Nearly 15 minutes in, and it's Mogel to Tosh from the corner. On the road, Lou City takes the lead, and they've taken one step into the playoffs. A win today clinches a playoff berth for Louisville City FC, and they have a goal to the good. 15 minutes in, Sean Tosh scores once again from a corner kick assisted by Carlos Mogel Jr., and the boys in purple are in front. That is exactly how Danny Cruz wrote up that play to go. It could not have gone any more perfectly. It was a beautiful ball into the box, perfectly weighted from Carlos Mogel. But what is really spectacular is the run that Tosh makes. He starts almost at the top of the box, so no one expects him to make that near post run. And he runs hard and fast to the near post, and he has to just kind of glance it on with his head, just a slight turn of his head to redirect the ball on frame. It is an excellent, excellent set piece, and I don't think Danny Cruz could have wanted that to go any more perfectly. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery, fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. Louisville City gets the goal to cement the advantage that they've displayed on the field over the last 10 minutes or so. Fifth goal of the season for Sean Tosh and the third assist of the career of Carlos Mogel, the Lou City Academy product out of Shelby County in Kentucky. He scored or had two assists a couple of weeks ago in the victory at Colorado Springs. And I tell you what, Casey Whitfield, as Louisville City has possession out of the back here, Lou City may have found a little bit of an answer from corner kicks because Mogel's assists, all three of them, have come on corner kicks so far. And they've all been with similarly, similarly drawn up plays with kind of that near post run where someone flicks it on or glances it on. And uh, he has perfected that service 
And you can see it right there. It was, it was a really, really nice goal. Lou City hoping to add a second goal here. They have it in the attacking end. A diagonal from Tosh looking for Gonzalez on the left side of the penalty area is headed out by Mark Segbers. And it's going to be a throw to Louisville City on the far side of the left in their attacking final third. It goes backward from Sharpie, the throw, to Mogel. He plays it further backward to Kyle Adams in the defensive half. Adams touches it forward, plays it wide left to Sharpie. Now it's Elijah Winder dropping deep in the formation on the left side. He plays it backward to Zimla, 20 yards out of his box, playing as part of the possession here. Tosh crosses midfield into the attacking end. Here's Manny Perez on the near sideline. He cuts in field. Plays it middle of the uh, middle of the field to Winder. Winder dribbles forward just outside of the box. Still his run continues. Wide right it goes to Serrano. Serrano cross to the back post. Can Gonzalez get there? He can't. Segbers heads it high up into the air. Now Cabral heads it out of the area for Miami. It's headed further forward by Telfer, and it'll fall to Tosh, and Lucidi continues. Tosh clips the ball with his right foot, looking for the run forward of Martin Powells. Powells went down while the ball was in the air, holding the back of his head down on the ground. And no foul given. The goalkeeper for Miami, McGuire, just caught that ball out of the air. Powell's clearly saying he was pulled down, but the referee did not call a foul, and it's going to be Miami ball. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what exactly happened there because Powell's going down off the ball. I think he was trying to make a run in, and the Miami defender just stepping in and blocking him. That's always going to be a tough one to get, especially if there's not VAR because a lot of those calls happen when there is VAR. The referee doesn't see in, so they're able to look back at it. But I, I think it's just a tough call. You're not usually going to get that type of call. Right now, though, Casey, Louisville City very much the better team after the First three minutes where they didn't really have a touch of the ball. I think the last 15, we're in the 19th minute now. The last 15 minutes have been all loose City. They've had a sizable possession advantage. They've had more chances, more shots. They have the goal. One to nothing our score. Tosh scoring just a couple of minutes ago. And right now, Casey, what I would say to you, as Miami tries to build out of the back to try and answer, loose City needs to go ahead and find that second goal and really put this thing a little bit out of reach for Miami, a desperate team, a team that, as we mentioned, has lost four consecutive games. Maybe if you get them down, that weight of the losses starts to build on their shoulders, and maybe they can't find a way back before a sparse crowd down in Miami. I mean, it's not going to be a big home field advantage for them. So what I'd say to you here is that Lucidi needs to go ahead and put on that killer that killer blow and find a second goal in the next few minutes. I completely agree. They've had 75% of the possession, give or take a bit there. And the longer that they allow this game to stay 1-0, the longer they allow Miami to have hope that they're still in this game. And clearly, Lucidi has been dominating. And Lucidi cannot take their foot off the gas. They have to continue to push forward, get that second goal, get that third goal. Because like you said, the more goals that they're able to pile up, the more likely Miami's just going to kind of roll over. And then it gives Lucidi the opportunity to kill the game, to manage the game, to rest some legs they've got tired legs so this is the perfect opportunity to be able to do that but they have to take care of business they cannot allow Miami to stay in this game whatsoever it's about a minute and a half long spell of possession here for Miami they have it with Joaquin Rivas clipped in across with his left foot right into the face of Kyle Adams of Lou City and it deflects off of Adams face behind and it's going to be a corner for Miami from the near side the left they were knocking the ball around the perimeter of that Louisville City defensive formation Finally got it into an attacking position just on the corner of the box. Rivas turned on a swivel, hit it with his left, and a fortunate bounce off the face of Adams at the corner to Miami. Yeah, the first sort of spell of possession that Miami has had all game, even in the first two minutes, it wasn't as if they were keeping the ball. They just had the ball locked into the offensive area. But a nice set piece for them to see if they can get the equalizer. Here comes the corner, and it's caught by Oliver Zimla, the Louisville City goalkeeper. It was a bending ball from Cabral. 
an in-swinger off of his right foot. You thought it might have had enough height to get to that back post runner, but Oliver Zimla able to read it well. The rookie goalkeeper saw it the whole way, came off of his line, and made a comfortable catch to end the threat, and Louisville City takes over. Zimla has been so good at those types of set pieces throughout this entire season. There really wasn't much challenge there on the back post from any sort of Miami attacking player, but Zimla makes no question about it and is able to come up and collect it cleanly. Zimla's punt is collected by Martin Powells with his back to goal. He drops it off backward to Carlos Mogel, and now Adams along the back line for Lucidi. He's in the defensive half. He plays it backward to Zimla, 10 yards out of his box, now to the right side with Sean Tosh, the right center back. Just past the 21-minute mark. Lucidi in front one to nothing. It's now Manny Perez, the right back, in the attacking end. Swings it into the middle to Paolo Del Piccolo. Forward to his midfield mate, Mogel. He drives forward, plays a wide right to Ray Serrano. Serrano cuts it onto his left foot. Left-footed cross, a decent one to the six-yard box. Knocked out by Ofemu, the center back for Miami. He clears it to midfield where Adams' chests sit down. And Lucidi continues. Adams to the left of the center circle. Wide left to Sharpie. Del Piccolo, Gonzalez, one touch, two touch. Elijah Winder, he'll take two or three touches and drop it off back to Sharpie. Winder did well, though, in a crowd of players. It's back to him now. Middle of the field, Mogel. First time ball, wide left to Sharpie. Opportunity to cross. Low on the ground and knocked away by Ofemu once again. Gonzalez was near that ball. It was a good idea from Sharpie to hit it the way he did. Ofemu read it well. It's picked up, though, by Winder once again, and Lucidi continues. A dummy from Serrano to uh, Winder once again. Wide right this time. Elijah's all over the field for the moment. Drops it off backward to Manny Perez. On the near sideline and further backward it goes to Tosh. Tosh swings it into the middle to Adams in the center circle. He's got plenty of space around him, about 10 yards, and he walks a few yards forward, plays it wide left to Sharpie. Sharpie right-footed ball into the box to Gonzalez on the inline. Gonzalez to the six-yard box toward Winder, knocked out by a Miami player. It'll be picked up by Telfer on the far sideline, and Telfer will try and come forward for Miami to get out of this end. Louisville, with a couple of minutes of possession, had a couple of decent chances and some really good-looking possession there. Casey for Louisville City. One touch, two touch, smart, creative plays, dummies, letting the ball roll past you. Some really good looking stuff from Lou City. Yeah, I'm like shocked by some of the passes that they were doing there. It was so nice. The Some of the through balls they had, some of those balls they were playing in one touch. Mo Gell's one touch changing through ball to play it out wide. The little flick by Manny Perez. So many great passes and all of it's happening because there is so much movement up top. They're kind of interchanging. Like you said, winders all over the place. He's starting on one side. He's making runs to the other side and that's making it difficult for Miami to defend and that's how they're able to have those breakthrough passes. And so City looks really strong going forward. The only thing they need to sharpen up a little bit is when they get into that box, seeing if they can get a shot on target. It's not Tiki Taka, it's Lou City Taka. There we go, I like it. Think, yeah? I like it. Foul against Lou City gives Miami a free kick in their attacking half after they built forward following that long spell of possession for Lou City. It's in the middle of the field with Florian Velo just past the center circle. Wide right it goes here to, that's uh, Christian Sorto, I believe. He plays it in the middle. And it's cut out by Paolo Del Piccolo, and Louisville takes over. They go back to the goalkeeper, Zimla, under some pressure from a couple of Miami players charging forward. He gets the pass off to Tosh. Tosh turns and dribbles forward, plays it on the ground toward midfield to Ray Serrano, who's dropped deep for the moment. He spins on the ball a couple of times to avoid a challenge from a couple of players who are dropping deep around him, dropping back around him. It's now wide left with Sharpie. For, forward wide left to Gonzalez. Returns it to Sharpie at midfield, and a foul called... Uh, for a shove against Mark Segbers 
against Jorge Gonzalez. Gives Lou City a fifth-third free kick on the far side in the attacking half. 24 and a half minutes into the game. One to nothing our score in favor of Lou City. They've looked the more likely to score a second goal as well as Lou City will build out of the back here. They played that fifth-third free kick backwards. It's Adams crossing the midway line into the attacking half. Plays it wide left to Gonzalez. Uh, beg your pardon, that's Sharpie. He clips it forward to Gonzalez outside of the box. Tries to bring it down over his shoulder. A heavy touch. Showed a lot of it to Mark Segbers. Segbers stepped in, and then a foul called against Gonzalez. Might have been an offside flag, actually, but uh, can't see the linesman. So it's going to be a free kick regardless to Miami, just outside of their box on the right side for them. I think it was a foul. I think because Gonzalez went and studs up on the challenge, the ref called the foul there. But I think this is the most comfortable and confident I've seen Lou City looking in possession in a couple games. They look just solid going forward. They don't look stressed. They don't look like they're overwhelmed or anything like that. They just look calm on the ball and that's what's allowing them to be so successful in their possession. But again, like I said, they have to try to get that go-ahead goal because the longer that they let a team like Miami stay in this match or believe that they're in this match, the harder it's going to be for them to be able to close it out and keep a clean sheet. It's just interesting, though, Casey, as the two teams battle for possession in the Lucidity defensive half right now, some back and forth going on. It's interesting, if you want to be critical, you could call it Jekyll and Hyde for Lucidity. Just the way they play a couple of different styles. On Saturday against San Diego, we've seen it a number of times this year as Tosh brings down a loose ball and plays it forward to Perez, and Lucidity will try and build out of the back here. Lucidity readily conceded possession to San Diego all night. They had a possession number in the 30s all night long. They sat back and, and watched San Diego have the ball along their defensive line and waited for them to make a pass, waited them for them to make a mistake. Different sort of mindset tonight from Louisville City. Different game plan tonight from Danny Cruz. They're being on the front foot. They're going forward. They're playing with poise and with confidence, as you said. They don't look like a tired team. They don't look like a team feeling the pressure of a potential playoff berth on the line tonight. They look very free, and it is with a sizable possession advantage, 61% of the ball with Lou City so far, 26 and a half minutes in. Well, what a luxury to be able to have a team that can shift like that. They're able to adapt to what is best to beat their opponent. They're not just going to say, we're going to play our style and only our style. They're able to take their style and mold it into ways that will help them be successful against other teams. And that's going to be such a valuable threat to be able to have going into the playoffs when you're going to be a lot harder to scout because you're able to change it up so much and what you do and the personnel that you have in and the people that play in what position. Lucidity's attack ends as Manny Perez just played a ball forward on the ground. It was cut out by the goalkeeper, McGuire. Miami trying to build out of the back here, and while they were doing so under intense pressure, the foul called against Lucidity. It'll give Miami a free kick just outside of their box. On the inside left, Paco Craig, we mentioned, two-time champion in his days with Louisville, playing now in Miami. He's the captain of this team. He plays the free kick along the back line to his center, ba- uh, center back mate, Ofemu, and now it's forward to Joaquin Rivas, and now it's Craig on uh, returns the ball to Craig. Rivas does Craig toward the center circle, just outside of the midway line to Ofemu. Now to the right side, Segbers. He's the right back. Segbers ball forward, looking for Christian Sordo. Well read and intercepted by Carlos Mogel. Mogel, uh, I believe, wins a throw for Lou City. He does. I thought maybe it would have been a foul, but the ball goes out of play. Uh, last touch by Miami, according to Elvis Osmanovic, and it's a loose city throw on the far side, the left, about eight or ten yards past the midway line in the in, into the attacking half. I think everyone expected it to be a foul because the referee even had to signal that it was going to be a throw in and he wasn't calling the foul because it was a pretty late challenge there by Miami on Mogel Jr. Kind of slide in late from behind. Ball forward in the air from Sharpie. 
in the middle of the field was Serrano in the box, tried to bring the ball down out of the air over the shoulder with his right foot, just couldn't collect it cleanly, and it glances off of his shoe and into the hands of the goalkeeper, McGuire. Decent ball forward, good run from Serrano as well to occupy that space. Just couldn't connect. Here comes Miami forward with Sorto wide left in the Louisville half. He's driving toward the Louisville box. Manny Perez in front of him, a couple of stepovers. He plays it wide left to the left back, Aiden Stanley. He returns it to Sorto on the inside left. He'll play it backward toward the center circle to Craig. Ofemu back to Craig once again in the attacking half of the center circle. In the middle of the field, here's Florian Velo drifting to the near side. And an errant pass from Velo. Just played it on the ground, looking for Stanley on the near sideline, well into the attacking half. And that pass was about eight yards infield from where Stanley was standing flat-footed. It's out for a Loose City throw on the near side, the right. 29 minutes in, Loose City still in front, one to nothing on the road, down at FIU Stadium, formerly known as Ricardo Silva Stadium, FIU Stadium in Miami, Florida. And the throw goes forward on the near side for Loose City. Powell's. Holds it up at midfield. Tries to drop it off to Elijah Winder. Miami takes over. Falo steps in. He tries to play it into the middle to Telfer. And a foul here against Louisville City. It's going to be our first booking of the night. Uh, it's, I believe, going to go to Elijah Winder. Carlos Mogel was also around the area. But Winder shown the world of Beer Yellow Card. Our first booking of the evening. And it's going to give a free kick to Miami. It was Winder that committed the foul there, Casey. Yeah, it's just a late challenge. The ball, Velo has already pushed the ball ahead. And Winder just completely comes in and takes out his legs. It's an absolutely a foul. And kind of a silly foul there because the, he was already played the ball away. He's going forward into pressure. But regardless, a, a decent set piece here for Miami. It's a little tucked inside for a direct service into the box. But it's too far out for a shot. So it's going to be kind of a looping ball over top of the back line. It is a looping ball. It's not quite over the top of the back line, though. It's kind of to the far side towards Telfer, headed out by Sharpie. Picked up by Miami. They clip it forward to the near side now towards Sorto. It's headed away from him by Manny Perez. It's a throw in the final third for Miami. They take it with Sorto quickly to Stanley. Stanley goes down, shoved from behind by Ray Serrano. Just an awkward play there between those two. I don't believe Serrano will be booked here, but it is going to be a free kick to Miami in a more promising position. Well forward from where the last free kick was just a moment ago this one outside of the box on the near side the left maybe four or five yards outside of the box in a really good play there from Stanley he steps in front of Serrano recognizing that he's not going to be able to get the call and knows that Serrano is going to foul him because of the momentum going forward so it's a really really smart play from Aiden Stanley and it sets up a dangerous set piece inside the box this one is definitely gonna be more of a service into the box it is Stanley who stands over it as well with a teammate Cabral, but it will be Stanley's free kick with his left foot. Bending away from the goalkeeper, it's a decent... And then it's drilled in. Knocked down initially by Lou City, and then Christian Sorto pounced on that loose ball and absolutely smashed it into the back of the net. No one around him. He slid to the ground as he hit it, and Oliver Zimla didn't even dive at it. It was past him before he even knew it. And Miami, after conceding... About a quarter of an hour in, a quarter of an hour after that, they equalize and make it 1-1. We're in the 32nd minute. Sorto's goal has tied the game at a goal apiece. Again, though, it comes off another poor clearance off a set piece for Louisville City. They basically passed it right to him. It's a, I'm not going to take away from the finish from Sorto because it is one heck of a shot, a kind of the bouncing volley. He's like diving to get it. It's a really, really good shot. But regardless... 
They had the clearance there in the first two minutes where it was shaky, and that's where Miami got their first shot. And now this one, not clearing the ball out of the box. And we also talked about letting this team stay in this game for this long. Look at what happens. Should give some credit to Zimla. He did dive at it, but the ball was really by him there before he could react. There was nothing he could do about yeah, that. I mean, nothing he could do. The ball was absolutely smoked to his right by Sorto, and that ties the game at one. Louisville trying to answer. Mogel takes aim from about 30 yards away. The shot deflected a couple of times on its way through, and it's collected by the goalkeeper, McGuire. He punts it long into the attacking half for Miami, looking for Kyle Murphy, and it's headed out by a Louisville City player for a Miami throw on the near side the left, and now momentum has swung to the side of the hosts. You mentioned it, Casey, for the first 30 minutes of this game. Lou City had all the momentum, felt like they were more likely to score. They nearly did one time when the ball was cleared off the line on a Jorge Gonzalez effort from just a few yards away. But that one was not over the line, I think correctly called by the referee. And then Miami able to find a foothold, and not just a foothold, but a goal here to tie it at one with 12 minutes to go in the first half. It really feels like anybody's game right now. Miami could easily go forward and score again. Oh, absolutely. Miami is building into this match and Lou City now I think has a little bit of an uphill battle to go because you have a team that is struggling with their confidence struggling with finding wins and now they've been able to fight back already in this matchup at home they're definitely going to be the team with more confidence so Louisville City has to see if they can begin to create some more scoring opportunities they only have three shots with one of those on target and that being the goal and when you have 75% of the possession only getting three shots is not good enough it's Miami with the ball on the far side the right that's Segbers Right back, working his way backward at midfield. He now slows up on the inside right. Is surrounded by a couple of white jerseys. Plays it back to Ofemu, the center back. Now it's Segbers once again. Tries to dribble around West Sharpie, and West did really well. Stuck out a leg and won the ball. Segbers comes in from behind in retaliation and commits a foul, and it's a booking. A World of Beer yellow card to Mark Segbers, who pounds the ball into the turf out of frustration. I would imagine with himself, because he just got his pocket picked by West Sharpie there and then had to commit the foul to try and thwart a potential counterattack for Louisville City. Terrific defensive job there by West Sharpie. Really good defending from West Sharpie and a dirty play there from Segbers. And Segbers, I think a little bit fortunate there with his reaction of slamming the ball down. Really, that's not really allowed, the reaction that he had there. So I think a little fortunate that the ref wasn't harsher on him. But definitely a yellow card. It's a late challenge from behind and a good opportunity here for Louisville City to get a ball into the box and see if they can score on another set piece. Mark Segbers, an all-league quality fullback, a player that Louisville City considered bringing in a couple of years ago. Here's the fifth-third free kick in by Mogel towards Powell's, knocked behind by Jorge Gonzalez, who went up for that header at the back post. Couldn't really get it anywhere near on frame, and then Gonzalez down on the ground calls for some time. I think the wind might have gotten knocked out of him a little bit on that play, but a decent delivery from Mogel. Just needed a finishing touch from either Gonzalez or maybe Powell's, who was also in the area. It's a goal kick to Miami. Yeah, it looks like he just got the wind knocked out of him there a little bit. I'm surprised that Powell's didn't challenge us a bit more. Gonzalez goes up for it, and it looks like Powell's just kind of assumes that Gonzalez is going to get it and completely misses the ball. But with two people on the back post, they have to see if they can do a better job of trying to get on the end of that set piece. Almost looked like if Gonzalez had let it go through. He might have gotten it. it he might have gotten it to Martin Powell's. As the microphone comes falling down on us in the ESPN Louisville studios. It's just going to be that kind of night, Casey. It's a foul here. I don't here. know what to do. It's a foul against Louisville City. It'll give Miami a free kick in the defensive half for them. 
<laughs> as Casey becomes a mechanic, I need to go get the toolbox for her. <laughs> Excuse me. It's along the back line with Paco Craig. Nine minutes to go in the first half plus stoppage time. 1-1 is our score between Louisville City and Miami FC. A potential playoff game, a potential playoff impact on the line tonight. Lou City can win or can clinch a playoff berth rather with a victory. Miami needs some help to try and move up the standings in the Eastern Conference to get back into that playoff picture. They sit in 10th place entering play tonight. Miami worked the ball forward after that free kick. It's out for a throw to them on the far side, the right. They take it with Segbers. Back it goes to Velo, who's dropped well deep in the formation. Now Ofemu, the center back, plays it all the way back to Maguire, just outside of the D, under some pressure. Hits it long, and it's an easily one header by Wes Sharpie. He plays it forward to Gonzalez. He can't control it, though. And here comes Miami on the break, three on three, as Velo plays it through to Sorto, who scored just a moment ago. Tried to cut it onto his left foot, and Manny Perez did just enough to intervene and knock the ball away. Perez will retrieve that loose ball toward the near sideline and clear it upfield to Ray Serrano, and Lou City takes over in possession. Nearly an opportunity to break there for Miami, three on three, and they got it to the guy who should be feeling confident, who just smashed in a goal just a couple of minutes ago. Couldn't put the dribble on Manny Perez, though. Perez, who does so well in one-on-one defensive situations, did well there. Here's Ray Serrano for Lou City, drawing a foul against the man we were just speaking about, Sorto, and it's going to be a free kick, a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City, Near midfield in the defensive half on the near side, the right, they will take it along the back line, and Tosh will play with the ball at his feet. I think Casey's got her microphone sorted out. I'm back, out. folks. Casey's back, no worries <laughs> at all. Uh, a decent little spell there for Miami, Casey, while you were away. Here's a cross from Manny Perez, well outside of the box on the right side. Deflects off the head of Aiden Stanley, and it's out for, I believe, a Louisville throw on the near side, the right, deep near the corner flag. Might be a corner. There's a lot of protests here from the Miami players Notably, Florian Velo, who was in the face of the referee Elvis Osmanovich. Well, I think they're trying to talk about the foul that potentially could have been on Christian Sorto there inside the box. I think they're arguing that that should have been a penalty kick. But in my opinion, it was a pretty soft foul. It was a nice build-up play to get there. But by no question, I think was it worthy of a penalty kick. And I think the referee made the right decision there. But Miami has to see if they can turn Louisville City over and then counter quickly. That's how they're going to create their best opportunities. Louisville setting up potentially for a long throw here. There's a little bit of a pause as Stanley had to come off the field because the ball hit his head. So Stanley off for the moment. Miami playing a man down until the referee allows him to come back on. Throw comes in from Perez. Now Serrano on the end line. Puts it across. Lofted to the back post towards Gonzalez. Knocked out in the air by Ofemu, I believe. And then cleared away by Miami, but Louisville takes over. As Stanley comes back onto the field, we're back 11 v. 11. It's Serrano. Inside right to Mogel. Heavy touch from Carlos. Gives it to Miami. Cabral along their back line. Under some pressure. Plays it on the ground forward. A little slip pass to Valo. Further forward to Segbers, who's making a run down the inside right. Decent looking attack. Working forward from Miami. On the far side, the right for them. It's Murphy cutting in field on his left foot. Actually, this is Murphy in the penalty area. Tried to drop it off backward to Rivas. And Rivas just not quite there for that ball. A good idea from Murphy, the center forward but just not on target for that little layoff to Rivas and Louisville takes over. I feel like both teams are having the same problem. The ideas are there. The buildup is there. Getting into the right areas is there. It's just coming down to the execution when they get into that those final areas. The pass isn't sharp enough. The touch isn't right. The run isn't there. And so it's just going to be about who is able to sharpen up when they get into the final third to take advantage of the chances they do create. Five minutes to go in the first half, plus stoppage time. 1-1 is our score. Louisville took the lead 15 minutes in. Miami tied the game 
30 minutes in. And it feels like there could be a goal here before halftime. Here it comes to Paolo Del Piccolo, and he just narrowly missed that goal-scoring opportunity. He hit it from distance with his left foot from about 20 yards away, low on the ground, and it was not far away. Maybe a yard or two wide of the left post of Maguire, the goalkeeper. He might have had it covered, but a decent effort there from Paolo Del Piccolo. It's out for a goal kick to Miami. You almost willed that one into existence there by speaking about it. It was a wonderful shot from Del Piccolo, and he does so well to stay over top of the ball and drive through and keep it down. He just barely misses that one from being on target, but a great look and exactly what they need to begin to build confidence in these final few minutes before halftime. Four minutes to go, plus stoppage time in the first half. It's Miami with possession. Wide right is Segbers. Now Velo coming forward. Drops it off wide right to a teammate outside of the box. Here's a cross in towards Murphy. Cut out by Manny Perez. Loose ball knocked down by Velo. Picked up by Mogel. Now a long ball over the top for Powells to chase. McGuire, the goalkeeper, is 30 yards out of his box. Sweeper keeper sends it forward. Gonzalez... Battling with Segbers for that ball in the air. It bounces over, uh, it lands over the head of each of them, and Miami takes over. Here's in the middle, the center circle, Cabral. Wide left, it goes to Stanley, the left back, in the attacking half for Miami. Back into the middle to Cabral, to the left of the center circle. Forward, it goes to Velo. Now Cabral once again. Now a good ball on the ground to Telfer. Telfer bounces off a challenge. Telfer from distance, and a good save from Zimla. A powerfully hit shot from Telfer and Zimla had to have a strong hand and in fact he had two he punches it aside it's going to be a corner kick for Miami from the near side the left but Ryan Telfer there discarded the challenge from Gonzalez bounced off of that tackle and then had a hit from distance and it was a pretty good hit Zimla was strong defensively in goal for Louisville City what a shot there from Ryan Telfer and nobody stepped to him he beats his first defender and he's able to take a touch get his head up right outside the box and have that shot with no one stepping to him. That is not acceptable. Short corner for Miami. It comes to Cabral, 30 yards from goal. Middle of the field, and Louisville defends it well. Cabral has to go backward to Segbers, and that little routine didn't come off for Miami, so they'll just have to build out of possession here. Wide right it goes. Ball into Murphy. He just flicks on his header, and it's not on target. A looping header off the head of Kyle Murphy, and it ultimately goes wide of Oliver Zimla's goal. And it's a goal kick to lose City. But a couple of moments there for Miami. The shot from Telfer. And then the corner well defended in the end by Lou City. Yeah, decent ball in. But it's going to be really difficult to beat Zimla from that sort of distance with a header of that caliber. It's just going to be difficult to do. Miami, I think, wasting that corner kick opportunity a bit there by trying to play that short ball. I'm not a huge fan of those. I think why not send it in and let your team have a chance inside the box. And I think that's what Miami should have done. Zimla hits the ball long and forward, brought down by Powells. Now Gonzalez trying to hold it up against Ofemu. Ofemu steps in and tries to win the ball away from Gonzalez, but it's out of play off of his feet. And a throw to Lou City on the far side, the left, in the attacking half. Comes into Paolo Del Piccolo, does well to spin against a challenge. Here's Paolo coming forward, just outside of the box, to Elijah Winder, 30 yards away. Slip ball through to Powells, and he just couldn't quite bring it down. And it bounces off of his feet and rolls into the hands of the goalkeeper. Really good ball from Elijah Winder to be able to see that pass. Terrific stuff from the youngster. 
and just Powell's, Martin Powell's couldn't quite control it on the end. If he had been able to control it, he would have been one-on-one with the goalkeeper there. The vision on the ball for the players of Blue City today has been very good. The types of passes that they're finding and in the spaces has been great. Like you said, if Powell's is able to take a touch there, he's easily one-on-one. It's just a pass in the back of the net at that point. Here's Gonzalez for Blue City, middle of the field, top of the box. Wide right to Serrano. Serrano looking to cross. Now gets it to his left. Left foot across to the back post. Headed away by Ofemu. Picked up by Gonzalez at the D. Gonzalez drifting away from goal. Plays it backward to Kyle Adams. 20 yards past midfield. Del Piccolo returns it to Adams. Wide left it goes to Wes Sharpie. The left back tonight. Sharpie one-on-one with Telfer. Right-footed ball into the middle to Del Piccolo. 35 yards away. To Elijah Winder inside right. Back to Del Piccolo. Wide right it goes to Manny Perez. As Lucidi pokes and prods against this Miami defensive front. It's Serrano wide right. Into the middle inside right. Paolo Del Piccolo about 50 yards away. Mogel back to Del Piccolo. He's got time and space. Ball on the ground forward to Elijah Winder. Winder dribbling in field. Plays it on the ground to Gonzalez. First time ball over the top looking for Mogel. Headed out by Paco Craig. Loose ball. It'll bounce to Joaquin Rivas in a battle with Gonzalez. And Rivas, I beg your pardon, Gonzalez called for the foul. Louisville City's Jorge Gonzalez called for that foul. It'll be a free kick to Miami as we have moved into stoppage time. 1-1 1-1 our score. Stoppage time presented by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. The referee is at a minimum of one minute to the first half. And I think Louisville City has looked stronger in these final few minutes going forward. That foul on Gonzalez, I, I think it could have gone either way. But Miami has the ball right now. They see if they can keep the ball and not let Louisville City continue to build on the momentum that they've had so far. 30 seconds to go. Out of the minimum one minute, wide right it is with Segbers for Miami. He's in the attacking half, forward to Telfer, who had that blistering shot just a moment ago. Pass towards Segbers, cut out by Mogel, and then cleared forward by Sharpie, past midfield. Ofemu heads it forward. It's touched back to him by Velo, and now Miami will build out of the back with just seconds remaining in this first half. Paco Craig crosses the midway line, wide left to Stanley. Stanley dribbles infield, goes backward to Craig, the captain, for Miami. We're past the minute mark and on that moment, just as it hit 46 minutes on the clock, the referee Elvis Osmanovich blows his whistle to end the first half. An entertaining first half, an eventful first half. Sean Tosh scored 15 minutes in on a Carlos Mogel corner to make it one nothing Louisville City. And then Christian Sorto jumped on a loose ball and blasted it past Oliver Zimla off of a free kick to tie the game at one in about the 32nd minutes. So that is the score we will take into the locker room break at halftime. Louisville City won. Miami won. A win tonight for Lou City punches their ticket to the playoffs. The Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Act, I beg your pardon, the Breeze Airways halftime report comes your way next on ESPN Louisville. It's the Louisville City FC halftime report right here on ESPN Louisville. Now here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. This halftime report brought to you by Breeze Airways. No one else, just Breeze Airways. Nice, new, and nonstop. That's the Breeze way. Jeff Milby, Casey Whitfield, Zach Cantrell, our producer tonight here on ESPN 680 and 105.7. The score at the break, Louisville City 1, Miami 1. Chantosh scoring 15 minutes in on a Carlos Mogel corner delivery. And then Christian Sorto tying the game just a few minutes, well, about 15 minutes later, in fact, to make it 1-1 in the 32nd minute that goal was scored. Louisville dominating a lot of the numbers on the stat sheet. They were the better team for long stretches in that first half, but Miami had their moments. They had their spells, to be sure. 
Eight shots for Louisville City, only four for Miami. Louisville with just the one shot on target. That doesn't count a, a ball that was cleared off the line by Miami on an effort from Jorge Gonzalez. So they could have had a second goal in that first half quite easily, Louisville City. So just the one shot on the stat sheet on target. Despite that, for Miami, two of their four shots on target. Lou City, in the end, only got by with a narrow possession advantage. It was up near 70% 25 minutes into the game or so, but it ends 53% in the first half. So Miami ended the half the better of the two teams. But here's a number that stuck out to you, Casey Whitfield. 37 final third entries for Louisville City. That is compared to just 15 for Miami. And while that number is great, it shows that Louisville had uh, better opportunities, longer stretches where they had chances to score. It also shows that there's just not enough accuracy on those balls into the box, particularly from out wide. A lot of balls just hit in without much aim, without much hope, without a player really to aim at in the middle. And I think that's my biggest frustration with him, and, I, and I've talked about this in previous matches, is it nothing frustrates me more as a player who played as a as a wing player, who played out wide, played up top, than players that just send a cross in because they know they need to cross. It's like, this is my job, I get down the line and I cross it especially when there's no one in the box, especially when you don't pick out a target in there. I understand maybe the players are supposed to be making runs because they are. They're supposed to be making the runs, but things happen in the game. They get caught up. Maybe they just were tackled. Maybe they're down on the ground injured. Maybe they're making a different run. And so it's so, so, so important as a wing player, as a player outside looking to serve the ball into the box to get your head up and pick out exactly who you want to play the ball to. We We used to have to do drills where... In the middle of practice, we'd have to yell out the person's name who we're serving the ball to to show who we were trying to play the ball to. But it helps so much because it's going to increase your chances even more. If you're just sending it across to send it across, it might go 10 feet over the person and end up completely out of bounds. But if you have intent behind your cross and you say, I'm going to cross the ball to this person... It's going to be a little more successful because there's some purpose behind your service. That's my rant. I'll get off of my soapbox now. It, it was a great rant. I was I was enjoying it the whole time. Uh, Louisville City perhaps looking to make adjustments in that department or adjustments in general. A goal for them would do it, you'd think. If they can score in the second half, that might do be enough to give them the victory tonight. And again, the story of this game, a Louisville City win, and only a win, will clinch Lou City's playoff berth tonight. Still more opportunities to come if they don't win tonight to clinch that playoff berth. But a win tonight would do it. So that is what we are looking forward to in the second half, which is just a few minutes away. We will step aside on this Breeze Airways halftime report, but not before we remind you that this season Louisville City has partnered with Wendy's to give you a free small frosty when the boys in purple are victorious. That That's right, fans. When Lou City wins this year, you also win. No purchase necessary. The offer is valid the day following a Louisville City victory. So if they win tonight... Head to any participating Louisville area Wendy's location tomorrow to redeem your free small frosty. More to come on the Breeze Airways Halftime Report when we return. Welcome back. The story tonight, if Louisville City wins, they clinch a playoff berth. And it's a similar story right now for Racing Louisville. They are off this weekend, an international break across the NWSL 
They are back in action at the end of the month on September 30th at Chicago, the first of the final three games of the season. That includes one home game against Orlando on Friday, October 6th. That's a 7.30 kick at Lynn Family Stadium. Head to RacingLouFC.com slash tickets or call 502-L-O-U-C-I-T-Y. And it's a similar story, Casey. Racing Louisville needs to win to, to work their way into the playoff hunt. They're a couple of points out right now in a very congested NWSL standing. Yeah, I mean, one win and they would be tied with the person in fifth place. And so they're just barely outside of that playoff cutoff. They're sitting in ninth right now with 24 points with the two teams in front of them having 25 and the team in front of them having 26. So Washington sitting in that last playoff spot with 26 points. So they're just barely out of it. And looking at their upcoming games that they have, they have Chicago Red Stars, which is an absolutely a must-win game. They have Orlando Pride, an absolute must-win game. And then they have the San Diego Wave, which is going to be a really tough one. San Diego sitting up at that top of the table, but it's a definitely winnable game. I think we match up really well with San Diego and we have in the past, and I, I think it's going to be a really fun matchup. But even if you're sad that you can't watch racing play, tomorrow you can catch some racing players. That's a good point. Savannah yes, DeMello for Team USA and Timby Katlana taking, uh, leading South Africa. They will play against each other. That's a, that's an excellent point in, in an international friendly up in Cincinnati tomorrow night. So that's 7.30. 7.30. That'll be yes. a good one to watch for, for racing Louisville fans. Again, the next home game, that's October 6th at 7.30, a Friday night against Orlando. Three games left in the season for racing Louisville. They are very close to a playoff berth. In fact, believe it or not, they're only eight points back of, Isn't of the league crazy? lead. They, assuming the right teams lose and Racing Louisville were to win out, they could still win the, the regular season title. They're 100%. not mathematically eliminated from the regular no. season title, which just shows to show goes to show rather how competitive that league is. We'll take our final time out. When we come back, it'll be the start of the second half. Loose, uh, Loose City at Miami 1-1 the score of this game. This has been the Breeze Airways Halftime Report. Welcome back. We are just moments away, perfectly timed, coming Woo! back on air for the second half, which has not always been the case this year. Louisville City at Miami at FIU Stadium before a very sparse crowd. You can understand why. With Messi playing across town, it's hard to get a crowd to come out to see Miami FC play. No offense to them and their hardworking staff. Just the facts of the situation down in South Florida. And Louisville City is going to go to the bench at halftime, Casey. Wilson Harris who scored last week, who has scored in two consecutive games coming into this one. He's now the leading goal scorer on the season for Lou City with seven goals to his name. He is coming off the bench replacing Martin Powells. That substitution brought to you by Fortna. And there's also a switch for Miami at halftime. Michael Salazar, an attacking midfield option, will come in. We will confirm who he replaces in just a moment. It's going to be Louisville City possession from the opening kick of the second half. They'll switch ins. Lou City moving from right to left in the second 45. It'll be Miami from left to right. And the second half underway. Wilson Harris, fresh off the bench, plays it back to Carlos Mogel, and Lou City has possession. It is Sean Tosh now, the right center back with plenty of space to walk it forward. Gets near the center circle, plays a long ball across the field to Wes Sharpie, playing it left back tonight. He plays it backward to the left center back, Kyle Adams. And Adams, a ball over the top for Harris to chase. Hooked away just in front of him by Benjamin Ofemu. It's a Louisville throw on the near side of the left in the attacking half. 
And I can confirm who uh, Salazar came on for. It's Ryan Telfer was subbed off at halftime. So Salazar on, Telfer off. Telfer with a shot that was saved by Oliver Zimla in that first half. That substitution, like the Loose City substitution, brought to you by Fortnite. Still Loose City ball on the attacking end. Del Piccolo on the inside left. Now wide left, Sharpie is outside of the box, working his way in one-on-one with Salazar, the player that came out of half. A couple of stepovers from Sharpie, and then he just took his eye off the ball. Maybe it took an errant bounce off of his foot as well. It just goes behind for a Miami goal kick. Would have been an opportunity for Sharpie to cross, try to find some space, try to find a gap against Salazar, and then just awkwardly couldn't find the ball, giving away the goal kick. I'd say a bit unfortunate there because there was quite a few numbers in the box. If he was able just to even get a pocket of space to be able to get the service off, it looks like they could have had a potentially good look on goal with the number of runners that they had inside the box. Minute and a half gone in the second half. It's Miami's first opportunity to knock the ball around here in the second period of play. Florian Velo has it in the defensive half into the center circle to Gabriel Cabral. And now wide right it goes to Mark Segbers. Mentioned Segbers briefly in the first half. Reportedly was linked to Lou City a couple of off-seasons ago prior to last year. Former Pittsburgh Riverhound and all-league level right back uh, or left back as is the case tonight. But... uh, That move didn't come to fruition, and now he plays for the opposition this evening. Long ball forward from Miami on the ground. It's cut out by Louisville City. Adams plays it in the air into the center circle where it's chested down by Elijah Winder. Well controlled, well trapped. Now Gonzalez cutting in field from the left side. He's middle of the field, 35, 40 yards away. Plays it on the ground, wide right to Ray Serrano. Serrano's cross to the near post to Harris, and Harris flicks it on and in. And it's a second goal for Lou City. They've retaken the lead and make it three consecutive games with a goal for Harris. Fresh off the bench, two and a half minutes into the second half, at the near post, Wilson Harris just puts it past the goalkeeper on a Ray Serrano delivery, and it's 2-1 to Lou City over Miami. And again, a win tonight for Louisville clinches their berth into the playoffs. And Ray Serrano got his head up. He looked. He saw Harris making the run. He got his head up. And it was a perfect service right into the path of the run that Harris was making to where all Harris had to do was let it hit his foot, open up his hips, and put it in the back of the net. It's a beautiful cross, a beautiful finish, and what a way to start the second half. And I love seeing the Lou City fans down there in Miami. Yeah, there are some Lou City fans who made the trip down. And they are celebrating, and what a finish it was from Harris. A little first-time redirect with his left foot at the near post, right past the goalkeeper. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery, fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. And how about this subplot late on in the season, Casey Whitfield? Louisville has needed a goal scorer all year long. They've lacked in the goal-scoring department for long stretches. One of the lower output offensive teams that Louisville City has ever had, and this is the ninth year of their history. But if they can get Wilson Harris going like he's going right now and keep him hot heading into those playoffs, anything can happen. Three consecutive games on the score sheet for Harris. He's got eight for the season now. Well, you know, you talk all season, oh, we need a goal scorer, we need a goal scorer, but this is the time you want your goal scorers getting hot, and it seems like that's what's happening with Wilson Harris. He's beginning to get in his rhythm. He's beginning to find the spaces. His teammates are understanding where he wants the ball, where the services need to be, and this is the time when you want him really amping up, heading into playoffs, playing his best soccer. Four minutes and change have elapsed in the second half. Here's a foul against Lou City in the midfield. Murphy drew at the center forward for Miami. He went down. 
I believe maybe Paolo Del Piccolo was called for the foul just to the right of the center circle from Miami's perspective in their defensive half. They play that free kick quickly on the ground. Velo to Cabral, and now Paco Craig, the former Lou City man, former uh, for, forward it goes, rather, to Aiden Stanley. Wide left outside of the box is Sorto, who scored the goal in the first half for Miami, knocked off of his feet out for a Miami throw on the far side there left. Stanley will take it, walking backward on that far sideline, throws it backward to Craig. Now into the center circle is Benjamin Ofemu. To the right of the center circle, Florian Velo, who's had... His choice of position all across the formation tonight. The number 10 for Miami, Freedom of the Park. He plays it over the top down the near sideline for Salazar, the second half substitute. Outside of the box, on his right foot. Puts in a cross, gets it through two Louisville defenders to the back post. Well past De Sorto on the end line. He just keeps it in field. Plays it back to Stanley. Stanley looking to cross against Serrano. His cross comes in. Serrano blocks it behind. And it's going to be a Miami corner from the far side, the Miami left. Nicely dealt with there by Louisville City. One thing Louisville City has done really well with is shutting down Kyle Murphy in the first half. Murphy only had seven touches total. He was not able to find the ball, was not able to create anything, and I think Louisville City has done really well with shutting him down. Again, Murphy, five goals this year. He scored 22 years ago. Here comes the corner from that far post, and it's caught, or from that far corner, I should say, and it's caught in the six-yard box by Oliver Zimla with a crowd of players around him. The goalkeeper read it well, a floated, lofted delivery that had a lot of hang time in the air, and Zimla had plenty of time to judge it, made the catch comfortably. Yeah, Zimla came out confident to grab that one. He had no question about it. Even though bodies were flying around him, he was completely confident coming out to grab that ball out of the air and not allow Miami to get on the end of it. That's what you want from your goalkeeper. Six and a half minutes gone in the second half, and Loose City, courtesy of a second-half goal from Wilson Harris, two and a half minutes into this period, has a two-to-one lead right now over Miami on the road down at FIU Stadium on the artificial surface on the field that is also home to the FIU Panthers college football team. Miami with possession. Stanley with it on the far sideline. Plays it forward on the ground to Joaquin Rivas in the middle of the field. Now Stanley continued his long run. Ball was played to him. He touches it past Kyle Adams, but Adams able to recover and touch it back to Zimla. Zimla clears it out of the box to the far sideline. Sorto over there battling with Serrano. Serrano claiming he played it off of Sorto. Ball still loose. And now Louisville comes up with it through Paolo Del Piccolo. He drops it off backward to Mogel in the midfield. Now wide left in the defensive half is Wes Sharpie, the left back. He plays it backward to Zimla. Murphy chasing the ball all the way back to Zimla, just to the right of the penalty spot. Has to clear it ahead under pressure from Murphy. Chested down by Winder. He plays it back to Adams, and Louisville continues on the ball. Forward it goes to Harris. Harris threw on the ground, looking for the run forward of Sharpie down this near sideline. Well read, intercepted there by Salazar for Miami, and the hosts take over in possession along their back line with Craig here. West Sharpie, though, making me real nervous playing a shaky ball back to Oliver Zimla. Fortunate that Zimla is confident and good with his feet that he was able to escape out of that one. But some shaky passes there going back. Louisville City a little shakier in their possession so far in this second half. They need to see if they can get the ball going forward, have a little bit more movement up top. Louisville wins the ball back relatively quickly. Mogel, a one-two between him, Gonzalez, now back to Mogel. Del Piccolo involved as well. Good little combination for City through the midfield. They get it forward to Harris. Harris trying to dribble against Ofemu. Ofemu did well, took the ball away. It's back to the goalkeeper, Maguire. Now from Velo, back to Ofemu on the near sideline. Heavy touch from him. He let the ball drift past the sideline before he cleared it upfield. And it's going to be a Louisville throw on the near side. The Louisville left well into the attacking end. Really just into the final quarter of the field, you would say. 
It's going to be Wes Sharpie to take it. And what I would say to you right now, Casey, is what I said to you in the first half. Louisville, a goal to the good. Two to one hour score in favor of Louisville City. Another goal right now would be huge. They've got momentum, it feels like, a little bit. It's been a little bit back and forth. But there's certainly a goal to be found somewhere right now. As a foul goes against Louisville City, it'll give a free kick to Miami in their defensive half. Score right now, and you're looking a lot more likely to punch your ticket to the playoffs tonight. 100%. And I know I talked about Kyle Murphy not getting on the ball a whole lot, but it only takes one opportunity from a player like him to find the back of the net. It just takes one touch. He could not touch the ball all game when he gets the perfect opportunity, he's going to score. So Louisville City has to see if they can put this game away and not play around with Miami anymore because we saw what happened in the first half when we weren't able to take care of business. Again, Miami, they've lost four consecutive games. The last three of those four by one goal apiece, including last week, 2-1 to one was the final score in favor of the Pittsburgh Riverhounds. They lead the Eastern Conference right now. Here comes Louisville. Manny Perez got a touchdown from Wilson Harris. He nearly was able to get past the last defender. That was Ofemu, but Ofemu did well. Just got his body in between the ball and Manny Perez, who has plenty of speed. Had Perez been able to get around him, he would have been one-on-one with the goalkeeper in on goal. But Ofemu did well, and the ball picked up by McGuire uh, at the end of the 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 deep part of the formation for Miami, and Miami takes over. They've got along their back line now here with Craig. Now Cabral in the midfield to the right center back, Ofemu, who made that defensive play. He plays it to the near sideline into the attacking half. No one on the end of it, but Wes Sharpie, who knocks it down to himself. Plays it to Del Piccolo in the middle. Deflected on the pass, picked up by Jorge Gonzalez in the center circle. Gonzalez at a jogging pace right now into the attacking side of things. Inside right it goes to Serrano. Wide right it goes to Manny Perez once again. Ten minutes gone in the second half. Two to one hour score in favor of Lou City. They're playing on the road down in South Florida. It's Tosh on the ground forward to Del Piccolo. Del Piccolo turns, plays it forward to Elijah Winder. Left side of the box at the top of it. Cutting it on to his right foot. Here's Winder. Still going. Still Winder continues on. Drops it off to Serrano. Serrano shot driven with power at the near post, but a comfortable save from McGuire. Caught it and did not let the ball slip from his grasp. But a really good run with the ball at his feet from Elijah Winder. Elected to drop it off to a teammate there for the hit. Yeah, it was a nice run across the top of the box. And it looked like every time we went to shoot the ball, there was a player that stepped in front. And at that point, it got too far out in front of him. It was going to be a really difficult shot for him to get his hips all the way around and on goal. So a really nice leave there for Ray Serrano. And Serrano does really well to strike it one time, to get power on it, to stay over top of the ball. It's just a difficult angle. And so it's going to have to be a pretty much perfect shot for it to end up in the back of the net. Two shots in the second half, both of them for Louisville City, both on target, forcing saves from Jack McGuire, most recently from Ray Serrano. Ball out for a throw on the near side. It's going to be a Miami throw, I believe, on their right in the attacking half, and Louisville's going to go to the bench for the second time tonight, the first substitution window they have used. The first sub came on at halftime, and this one is going to bring on Brian Ownby to replace Jorge Gonzalez in the attacking end. We'll see where Ownby lines up exactly. Gonzalez was playing down the left. I would expect that's where Ownby will end up as well, or he could potentially flip sides with Ray Serrano. But it is Ownby on and Gonzalez off in the 57th minute. Lucidity in front 2-1. to one. That substitu- substitution brought to you by Fortna. And we talked about how the squad rotation and that we're definitely probably going to see more subs this match as players are trying to stay fresh because they played Saturday, they play tonight, and they're going to play again on Saturday. So trying to make sure that players stay fresh, they're not overworking them, and they're able to continue to have a solid lineup out there. It is going to be only on the left and right off the bat, off the bench. He draws a foul, as he's so good at doing. And it's a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City in their defensive half. They play that fifth-third free kick to Tosh. Through to Winder in the center circle. Winder wide left to Sharpie. 
Ownby making the run in front. It's cut out by Segbers. Picked up by Sharpie once again. He's 30 yards from goal on the left side. Drops it off backward to Kyle Adams, the left center back. Returns it to Sharpie on the near sideline. Middle of the field, Carlos Mogel. Forward it goes on the ground to Wilson Harris. Now Ownby on the near sideline. Ownby has space to walk into. Ownby, though, checks it backward to Sharpie on the near side. Sharpie backward further to the midway line. Adams crosses into the defensive half, plays it across the center circle on the ground to Tosh with Murphy near him. He goes backward to Zimla, and Louisville City will keep the ball here. Zimla returns it to Tosh, who drifted further wide on the right side. He plays it forward on the ground on the far sideline. Perez forward to Harris on the inside right. Wide right Serrano through to Ownby, just outside of the box on the right side. On the end line, back to goal, though. Plays it backward to Serrano, who is trying to make a run in. He has a check back to find the ball. Does well, though. Plays it back to Manny Perez. Now Mogel. Wide right, it goes outside of the box to Serrano. Opportunity to cross. Driven in on the ground. Cut out by Stanley. And then cleared away by Miami. Mogel there for the header to hit it forward. It's going to be picked up by Ownby. Ownby hits it on the bounce. And it's nowhere near on target. About 10 yards over the bar from Ownby. But a good idea for Brian to come off the bench, be aggressive. The ball took a fortunate bounce to him. Deflected by a Miami player. And he said, why not had a hit? It's a goal kick. Yeah, it's a bit of an ambitious shot there, though. I mean, the ball's bouncing outside of the box. There really aren't many players around him to be able to do much with regards to keeping possession there. So why not have a goal? And if he's able to get the ball on target, it's going to be one of the goals of oh, yeah. the, the season across the league. So uh, you got to appreciate the effort, though. Here comes Miami. They have it with Sorto, who scored the goal in the first half. He plays it through to Stanley in the air, the left back, who made a long run forward. He's with it outside of the Louisville box, defended by Perez. And it goes to Rivas. Rivas's shot is deflected by Murphy from an offside position. Surely it was off target anyway. No goal, and the flag now does go up against Murphy. And it's going to be a fifth-third free kick to Louisville City. But the chance there was for Rivas, Casey. He was unmarked in the middle of the field, just to the left of the penalty spot. And if he'd been able to put that shot on target, it would have been really difficult for Oliver Zimla to save. But he got it all wrong, Rivas, with his left foot. Not sure if he was trying to play it to Murphy, but he hit it right into the back of his teammate. And that is a missed opportunity for Miami to tie the game here. That's one when they're watching film on this game this week. He's going to be very upset at himself with because he could have pitched a tent. He could have hung out there. He could have taken three or four or five touches inside the box before someone would have stepped to him because he was so wide open. But it's one of those instances where you don't realize how open you are and you're so focused on, oh my gosh, the ball's coming to me. I have to make contact with it. I have to get it on goal that you make mistakes. And that's exactly what happened there. He got it all wrong. Thank goodness. Big, big chance for Miami. They've tied it. They've come from behind to tie it once in this game. In the first half, they're looking to do it again to end a four-game losing skid. And again, Miami, we talk about the implications tonight for Louisville. Miami trying to fight back into a playoff spot. They're in 10th place, seven points back of that final playoff spot. Here they are trying to score once again. Ball into the box from Stanley from the left side. Cut out by Tosh. Plays it wide right. Physical battle between Stanley and Manny Perez, and Perez called for the foul. So it's going to be a free kick to Miami, just a yard or two in from the far sideline on the Miami left. And a good physical battle there between Stanley and Perez, and Stanley down holding his left ankle. Got to appreciate the effort from those two players, but it will be a promising position for this free kick. It'll play a little bit like a corner kick. It's maybe 15 yards from the corner but on that far sideline, the left for Miami. It's a really nice area for a set piece. It's 
pretty much square on so you can hit a straight ball in and it's not like a quarter kick where you have to worry about it maybe going out of bounds. It's about the perfect distance to be able to whip it in right inside that PK spot, six yard box, looking for the runners in the box. So I'm going to imagine that Stanley would be the one to take it, whipping it in. With his left foot, he is standing over it. And it is going to be Stanley. Here it comes into the air toward the back post. Craig is there, heads it up into the air. And Rivas rifles it in to tie the game at two. Almost similar to the first goal on a free kick. It was knocked up high into the air by Paco Craig. And I'll tell you what, Joaquin Rivas got that chance a moment ago all wrong. But he got this one absolutely right. Caught it sweetly out of the air with his left foot and blasted it past Zimla to tie the game at two goals apiece. Louisville has led twice. Miami has come from behind twice. And this one, a quality goal, a goal of the highest order for Joaquin Rivas on the full volley out of the air with his left foot. I mean, I just want to give a round of applause for that goal because that is beautiful. That goal is absolutely incredible to be able to hit the ball at that pace off of volley and put it in the back of the net the way that he did is just unreal. It gave me chills. It was such a nice goal. But again, Louisville City on a set piece, poor defending, aren't able to clear the ball out, aren't able to stay with their marks. Danny Cruz, I think, is going to be very upset with how his team looks on set pieces. Yeah, really similar goals. The first yes. the two goals tonight for Miami. That one didn't hit the ground, but it was a first ball that wasn't fully cleared and then the second ball picked up by Miami and, and blasted past Oliver Zimla to tie it this time at two goals apiece. We're in the 63rd, moving into the 64th minute of this game. So 27 minutes plus stoppage time to go for someone to find a winning goal here. feels like there are, will be plenty of opportunities to see a fifth goal in this game, if not more goals in this game. It's Louisville with the ball right now into the attacking half, looking to answer back. Mogel. About 45 yards away on the ground, looking for Del Piccolo. Easily intercepted there by Cabral. And then Cabral steps around a challenge from Mogel. Here he comes forward. Three on three right now for Miami. Wide right it goes to Rivas at the top of the box. Looking for the curler with his left. And it's deflected on its way through by Adams, who did well defensively for Lou City. And you could see what Rivas was trying to do there. Fresh off scoring that spectacular volley. Wanted to bend it with his left foot into that far corner. But Adams did well getting in the way. Adams as well, not only getting in the way, but keeping his arms tucked to him. Rivas was trying to argue for a handball, but it was absolutely not a handball because because Adams' arms were tucked to his side. But Rivas, again, getting in behind, looking to try to, like you said, bend that ball to the far post. He's the one that's hot right now, and Louisville City needs to make sure they're aware of where he is on the field. That goal a few moments ago for Rivas, his seventh of the season. That leads this Miami team. So both teams' leading goal scorers have struck after halftime. And we've got ourselves a terrific game down in South Florida tonight in a midweek clash. Not a lot of hype, not a lot of anticipation for this one despite the playoff implications. But it's been an enjoyable one so far. Here's Lou City with Sharpie. Puts up in a ball to the back post, headed down by Serrano. Del Piccolo was lurking, but it's cleared away by Miami. Goes all the way near midfield where Murphy brings it down. And Murphy tripped up and fouled by, I believe, Adams. For Louisville, it'll give Miami a free kick, and they can clear their lines here. Just about 10 yards shy of the midway line, uh, just short of the center circle, this free kick for Miami. 
Yeah, Adams just coming in a bit too aggressive from behind. He does well to win the ball, but he ran through Kyle Murphy in order to do so. So Adams just needs to be patient there so he can allow his team to keep possession or to have a better opportunity of winning possession instead of giving Miami the ball and allowing them to clear their lines. 25 minutes to go in a 2-2 game. It's back to McGuire in the penalty area for Miami, the goalkeeper. He plays it diagonally to the near side to Salazar. Can't control it. Louisville takes over. Sharpie, 1-2 with Ownby. Cut out there by Segbers. He plays it to Salazar on the inside right. Salazar trying to dribble past Elijah Winder. Winder holds him up. Salazar keeps his dribble alive, though. Moving backward, plays it in the middle to Velo. A decent little combination here for Miami to get out of pressure. They try and play it through to... Christian Sorto, though, and it's intercepted by Louisville. Here's Serrano outside of the box for Loose City. He takes aim from distance, and it's saved by McGuire. Uh, on his right foot, Serrano hit it on the ground just outside of the D, and it was right at McGuire, a comfortable save for the goalie. A decent look, but when you're in that opportunity, you only have one player to beat. Why are you trying to t- take a shot from extremely far out when you're going to have to have a perfect shot that's placed in the upper 90 that the goalkeeper can't get to if you're going to score from that sort of distance and that sort of play. I would have liked to see him maybe either try to take the defender on or see if he can hold up the ball just a little bit to allow a player to come over and combine with him instead of wasting it by taking a shot from so far out. Louisville, though, with the momentum right now, they have the ball back after that shot from Serrano. They have it wide left with Ombi near the corner flag. He's circling around, defended by Segbers, drops it off to Sharpie. Sharpie's cross to the back post towards Harris, cleared out by Craig for Miami. It'll fall to Sorto on the far side. He tries to play it forward, is knocked down by Manny Perez, pinning them deep here, Louisville City. McGuire, the goalkeeper, has to hit it forward to Murphy, tracking well deep into the formation to get a touch of the ball. He gives it up here to Stanley. Stanley working backward, plays it across the top of the box with Harris lurking. And it just gets past Harris all the way to Ofemu. Now to Salazar forward. Now Ofemu once again outside of the Miami box. They've been sticking with this plan to build out of the back through possession. And Louisville taking advantage of that mindset and pressing forward. And that pressure finally wins the ball back. They force Miami to go long. And Louisville settles along the back line. Winder has to play it all the way back to Zimla, the goalkeeper. But Louisville takes over in possession. 22 and a half minutes to go in this game. 2-2 our score. And it feels very much like if there's a team to score right now, it's going to be Lou City. This game has swung back and forth a few times. Mogel, ball in the air to the near side. Ownby cuts it into the middle. Ownby 30 yards away. Still with it. Ownby on his right foot. Plays it to Serrano. Serrano thought he had Ownby continuing his run around his shoulder, but Ownby had stopped. Serrano played it with the outside of his foot to where he thought Ownby was. No one was there. Miami takes over on the ball. I think a good idea there from Serrano and uh, frankly, Casey, I thought Omi was going to make that run as well, but for some reason he just stopped. Yeah, I don't know why he stopped. I thought he was going to continue his movement as well, and it would have been a nice little layup because Omi could have had a good shot on target from where he was. It would have been a little bit unexpected, could have maybe gotten a deflection, so I'm not sure why Brian Omi stopped, but they just have to have a little more communication up top there so that way they don't have these sorts of mistakes because time is running down, and again, allowing Miami to stay in this match has proven to not really go in their favor. And again, only a win tonight clinches a playoff berth for Louisville City. Certainly wouldn't spell doom. They could clinch a playoff berth on Saturday against Loudoun United. But if they want to clinch tonight, they have to win this game. Here's Miami with Segbers well forward, and he rattles the crossbar. It goes 20 yards or 20 rows into the seats. But Mark Segbers, the right back, made a marauding run forward. All the way through the middle, dribbled around Sean Tosh, got to the top of the D, put it onto his right foot, and ripped it 
from just at the top of the box. Zimla might have gotten a fingertip to the ball to deflect it onto the crossbar, but it rattled that crossbar into the seats behind Zimla's goal, and Miami just inches away from taking a lead after trailing twice on the night. What a shot there from Segbers. And really, Louisville City, again, has got to do better of stopping the ball, of not allowing the player to be able to dribble through the middle of the field, to dribble three players without anyone stepping to him. They're really fortunate that he was not able to get that one completely on target because it would have ended up in the back of the net. He was essentially one-on-one with Zimla. A couple of substitutions here for Louisville City and one for Miami. Tyler Gibson and Dylan Maras have come on for Louisville City. Among the players that came off was Paolo Del Piccolo. We'll confirm the other substitute when we know it here in just a moment. But those two substitutions brought to you by Fortna. It was Carlos Mogel Jr. So two straight swaps in the midfield for Danny Cruz. Mogel and Del Piccolo off. Gibson and Maras on. Here's a cross into the box for Miami toward Rivas. He did well to bring it down, and he forces a save out of Zimla. It's cleared out of the box by Louisville, but not very far. Brought down by Velo. Velo tried a shot from long ways away. It's blocked down by Ownby, picked up by Cabral, and Miami will continue here. Joaquin Rivas, who scored the second goal of the night fantastically for Miami, nearly had a second of his own on the night there. Were it not for Oliver Zimla, who once again was strong from point-blank range to deny him. It was a great, great look. And Joaquin Rivas getting closer and closer to getting that go-ahead goal. Miami has had the better opportunities. They look like the team whose opportunities are going to put them ahead and win them this match. Louisville City, they've been getting the ball forward, but they haven't been able to create any solid looks on goal. They've had a couple shots, but nothing really threatening like Miami has. 19 minutes to go plus stoppage time in this game and a 2-2 score. Very much anybody's game right now. You could see either team going on and scoring. Another seesaw and momentum. Now it's on the side of Miami. They have it near their own goal here with the goalkeeper, McGuire. He gives it away. Played it forward. Intercepted by Gibson. Heads it down to Harris. Harris threw toward Dylan Maris, and Maris just not quite able to pick it up. It was about a yard in front of him and rolled into the hands of the goalkeeper, McGuire. Had Maris been on the run there, he probably would have caught up to it and would have been one-on-one with the goalkeeper. Another one where they're just barely off. It reminds me of the opportunity in the first half with Powell's where if he just had a little bit of a cleaner touch, it would have been a goal. It was a similar kind of ball through there. Maris just a step off from being able to get on the end of that one. The ideas are there. The thoughts are there. It's just coming down to the execution. And the, the substitution, we can now confirm it for Miami. It's an attacking one. Kyle Murphy, the center forward, came off just a moment ago, replaced by Claudio Repetto. Repetto, an attacking player on the season with three goals to his name. That substitution, Repetto on and Murphy off, brought to you by Fortna. And a foul here against Miami gives Louisville a fifth-third free kick in the attacking half. They take it quickly. Maris will play it wide left to Sharpie here. Louisville looking for a third goal. The odd goal in five as it would stand. Here's Ownby. Wide left. Ownby into the box on the end line. Puts in a cross toward the penalty spot. Brought down by Cabral of Miami nicely. He cleared it away, but Sorto couldn't do anything with it. Here's Serrano. Clipping into the back post to Ownby. Can he get there? Salazar a shove in the back. Is it a penalty? It is. Lou City earns a penalty. They can take the lead from the spot. It was a shove from behind into the back of Brian Ownby, who went up for the header. The foul called immediately, I think, and it's going to be a penalty kick. Michael Salazar called for the foul, and Louisville has the opportunity late on here in this game 
to take the lead for a third time on the night. It is absolutely a penalty, and the ref was even signaling like he shoulders him in the back, he bodies him in the back, he hits Brian Obi when he is exposed in the air. And I love, you could read what Salazar, his lips, what he was trying to say, I didn't even touch him, I didn't even touch him. But on the replay, you can completely see that Salazar body checks him from behind. So if that's not a penalty, I don't know what is. In my my mind, 100% a penalty, and no question about it, Sean Tosh is going to take it to potentially get his second goal of the match. Tosh scored for the fifth time this season from a corner kick. Now he stands over this penalty. It's Tosh one-on-one with McGuire, and Tosh strokes it into the back of the net. Sent McGuire the wrong way. McGuire dove to his right. Tosh went to McGuire's left, and Tosh has scored for a second time, and he's given Louisville City the lead for a third time tonight. It's 3-2 in favor of the boys in purple with 16 minutes to go plus stoppage time. Ownby drew the penalty. Tosh put the penalty away, and Louisville is back in front. Well, if you didn't know who your man of the match was going to be, you know, before this play, there's no question about it that Sean Tosh is going to be your man of the match or definitely one of the options up there. It is... It's so fun to watch him take PKs because he is so calm when he steps up there. He doesn't look worried. He doesn't look concerned. He takes two steps. He pauses, and then he watches to see which way the goalkeeper goes. And that is the sign of a really experienced, really good penalty kick taker because a lot of times kickers cannot watch the goalie because it throws them off. But Sean Tosh watches which way the goalkeeper goes and then just simply passes it the other direction and makes the goalkeeper look stupid. That goal brought to you by the Kentucky Lottery. Fueling imagination, funding education, Kentucky Lottery. A foul here against Miami gives Louisville a fifth-third free kick in their defensive end. It is time, as Casey alluded, to remind you to head to Twitter to vote on tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the Match Award. The poll will be open for around the next 10 minutes. You can vote now at twitter.com slash City. I would think, as Casey said, that Sean Tosh has a huge shout to win that Man of the Match award tonight. His sixth goal of the season after he scored his fifth in the first half, his third penalty goal of the year. And Casey, you were singing his praises, I think, rightfully because of how poised and calm he is in those penalty situations He had never scored a penalty in a regular season game prior to last season, became the de facto penalty taker last year, scored five times in five attempts from the spot last year, now has scored three penalties in three attempts this year, and as ever, Sean Tosh tucked in and locked in to give Louisville the lead. Miami in possession right now with 14 minutes to go. They've got it along their back line trying to build forward, but uh, Louisville has... Been taking a couple of hits tonight, Casey. A couple of good goals for Miami. But they've taken the lead for a third time. Miami's had an answer each time previously. Do they have an answer Is here? Third that's time be a the charm, question. though. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, you really cannot give them set-piece opportunities. If, if, In my opinion, you cannot allow them to have any sort of set-piece look in these final 14-plus stoppage left in this match. You cannot give Miami a solid set-piece look because clearly you have struggled with that tonight. 76 and a half minutes gone by in this game. Miami with the ball. They have it along their back line with Craig, the left center back. Now Ofemu, the right center back. 
Now wide right, it goes to Florian Velo, who's dropped well deep into the formation. Forward to Salazar, did well to shield off Sharpie. Plays it, re- returns it wide right to Velo, looking to put in a cross. Instead plays it short to Repetto. Repetto back to Salazar. Salazar shimmies past one challenge. Here's Cabral. Shot on goal, and it's in. And Miami has tied it again. 3-3. Three, three. Gabriel Cabral with his left foot blasted it past Oliver Zimlin, I tell you what, all three of these Miami goals tonight have been terrific quality. That time, Salazar went past two or three challenges to give it up to Cabral. He was poised, put it onto his left foot, and put it into the top corner to tie the game. At three goals apiece, it might have actually taken a deflection on its way through from Cabral. As we get a look at the replays here, it's still his goal, but that took it out from Zimla's perspective, made it a much more difficult save for Oliver Zimla to make. But regardless of how it happened, Miami will take it. A team that's lost four consecutive games. A team playing for their playoff lives. And Cabral here has tied the game for a third time tonight. Miami has come from behind. It's 3-3 with 12 minutes to go. It's the touch from Salazar, though, that sets this whole thing up. He lets the ball run across his body and opens it up with his left foot, which completely takes Dylan Maris out of the picture just with one touch. And then he's able to tap it over to Cabral, who buries it in the back of the net. I do think it might have deflected off of Perez as he was trying to slide in to block it. But regardless, the power that he had on that shot, that one was going to end up in the back of the net, whether it deflected or not. With the pace that he hit it hit it with and the placement that he had on it, it was a great, great shot. But Louisville City, wow, giving up the lead three times now so far in this match. You cannot take your eyes off this game right now. Back and forth stuff. Both teams seizing momentum when they have it. And Louisville was trying to answer there with a spell of possession outside of the Miami box. They take it away, Miami. Play it through to Michael Salazar, who very deftly once again draws a foul. And it's a booking, a World of Beer yellow card to Wes Sharpie of Louisville City. And I tell you what, Michael Salazar has done a terrific job just keeping defenders off rhythm around him when he takes the little touches to get past them, the little feints. Um, he's been really, really good the second half substitute, and he deserves a ton of credit setting up that goal a moment ago. He draws this foul here. It's a free kick to Miami. They play it uh, through their midfield. Salazar with a touch holding off Sharpie into the center circle. It goes to Velo. Velo wide left to Aiden Stanley. Stanley coming forward. Plays it further wide left to Sorto outside of the box. On the end line to the penalty spot. Rivas was there, and a, an important intervention there from Tyler Gibson just to step in and win that ball, intercept that ball in the passing lane. Had he not been able to touch it, Rivas surely would have been able to hit it first time on target. A really critical play there from Gibson because there was a Miami player running in behind a couple inside the box that were completely unmarked, which how they are able to enter the box and no one is tracking them, no one is marking them is beyond me. But Tyler Gibson does really well there to be able to collect that and then be able to possess the ball out of it and not just kick it long and let the ball come right back at them. Ten minutes to go. 3-3 our score. The second half very even. 11 shots. Six for Miami, five for Louisville. Seven shots on target between the two. Four for Louisville, three for Miami. The possession battle. Miami 56% of the ball in the second half. It's been a very good game. Chances for both teams. And maybe, maybe, maybe there is a seventh goal in it for one team or the other over these final nine and a half minutes. It's Miami with possession right now with Ofemu along their back line. He's in the defensive half, looking to hit it long and down the inside right channel. He does, looking for Claudio Repetto. 
headed away from him by Adams for Louisville and then cleared out of play by Sharpie. It's a throw to Miami on the near side, the right in the Louisville half. Throw goes backward from Salazar to Mark Segbers, who rattled the woodwork in the second half. It's now Ofemu and Paco Craig in the center circle. Forward wide left is Stanley, the left back. Returns it to Craig at the midway line. Into the center circle now to Ofemu with nine minutes to go. Four on the ground inside right is Segbers. Segbers, a good ball to uh, Rivas. Rivas through to Repetto. The flag stays down for the moment. Now it goes up. And it's offside against Claudio Repetto to end that opportunity for Miami. He would have been one-on-one with Zimla, but from a very acute angle, the touch had kind of taken him away from goal. But Louisville, thankful to see that flag go up. It gives them a fifth-third free kick in their penalty area. And Lucidi does really well to hold their line now and not allow Repetto's run to be able to tempt them to step in because, like you said, he would have been one-on-one with Zimla if he had stayed onside. So nicely done there from Louisville City. Now Louisville City needs to see if they can begin to get some of the momentum going their way and see if they can begin to get something going in their offensive third. They're doing that right now with Serrano outside of the box on the right side. Cuts it in field. Leaves it for Harris. Harris takes aim from 22 yards. His shot blocked high into the air by the nearest defender. I believe that was Ofemu for Miami. It goes behind and it's going to be a Louisville City Vi-Fi corner kick from the far side. The Lou City right. In the 83rd minute, it stands right now in this 3-3 game. Before the corner, though, we're going to have a substitution for Louisville City. We will see it is going to be Wes Sharpie coming off at left back tonight. Wes has been playing at left back the last couple of weeks. He uh, he did on Saturday anyway against San Diego, and he did again tonight. It's going to be Oscar Jimenez to come on for him. But the referee apparently will not allow the substitution just yet. Sharpie has jogged back onto the field. He was coming toward midfield. But I believe the referee has halted that sub for the moment. So not quite yet. Here comes the corner from Serrano into the near post. Headed up by Repetto of Miami. It'll fall back to Serrano. Actually, that was, uh, I believe, Maris that took the corner. Here's Serrano for Louisville now. With it on the far sideline and a foul called against Miami. And now we will have that substitution before this fifth third free kick. Elvis Osmanovich, the referee, pointing to the, the near sideline to the fourth official. So it's going to be Sharpie off and Jimenez on now with seven minutes to go in a 3-3 game. That substitution brought to you by Fortna. I'm wondering if Danny Cruz also maybe decided to pull that sub back for the corner kick to keep Sharpie on keep for the size it. On, yeah. yeah, or potentially, since it's their last substitution window, to maybe see if they wanted to put on an additional sub because they only... Well, no, that would have been their fifth sub. So, yeah, it would have only been the one sub. So it had to have been for... The, the corner, corner kick. Yep. Here comes the fifth third free kick from Serrano. High into the air to the back post. Headed down by Miami. Harris has a hit from just left of the penalty spot. And he got well under it. Skied it over the bar. Hit it well. Hit it cleanly on the half volley on the bounce off the turf. But couldn't keep it down. Couldn't keep it on target. And it's a goal kick to Miami with six minutes to go. Plus stoppage time. Anyone's game right now. A goal could come at any moment it feels like. There have been chances aplenty in this game for both teams. And one of the more entertaining games of the season for Louisville City. Maybe it has a thrilling finish. Jimenez came on just a moment ago. We, we saw what he could do a few weeks ago against Oakland, scoring a 98th-minute winner. Maybe he's the man for the moment in this game as well. Here's a foul against Louisville, giving a free kick to Miami in their defensive half. On the inside right, about 10 yards shy of the midway line. It's going to be Velo. He's going to leave it now for Mark Segbers, the right back to take. And actually now Segbers 
is directing Velo to come over and take it. A little bit of confusion here for Miami. Ultimately, it's going to be Ofemu, the center back, stepping forward to take this. A little bit of a delay here for Miami as they get themselves sorted. Surely they're not time-wasting with a point at home here with five minutes to go. I would imagine they won all three. Both teams won all three because it's there for the taking. Outside on the far side, the left is Sorto. Into the box to Rivas. Rivas gets around a challenge from Tosh. Oh, he's called a penalty. It's a penalty against Sean Tosh. And Tosh can't believe it. Arms up either side. Now he's angry, throwing his fist into the air. From our perspective, Casey, I think a little bit of a soft call here. Rivas got the ball past Tosh. Tosh took out a leg. There is contact. I think it's a, a clear penalty. foul, and it's a penalty. It's a penalty. Even if Rivas went down softly. And now Miami, they've trailed three different times. They've come from behind three different times to tie the game, and they can belatedly take a lead. We're in the 86th minute, and it'll be Rivas who drew the penalty to take this penalty against Louisville's goalkeeper, Oliver Zimla. Rivas already scored once tonight. He can add two, add a second for himself, and give his team the lead. He's standing over this. It'll be a long run-up. He's standing on the 18-yard line. Here he comes. Rivas, the left-footed player, and he puts it into the bottom corner to give Miami a 4-3 lead. Zimla dove the correct way to his left. Rivas, perfect placement. It couldn't have been an inch better. And Miami, incredibly in this game, has taken a 4-3 lead with four minutes to go. And like you said, it is a perfect penalty, but that is no question a penalty kick. What Sean Tosh is doing, diving in there like that, it's because he got beat. He was on his heels and he was too slow to react. And Rebus did really well to cut inside and beat him. It is no question in my mind a penalty. And so why Tosh was getting all mad about it is beyond me. It's textbook penalty. The penalty kick, on the other hand, perfect. Absolutely perfect from Joaquin Rebus. And it had to be because Zimla dove the right way, like you said, Barely missed it, but Rivas tucked it into that corner low and all the way over, so there was nothing that Oliver Zimla could do. But match on, I mean, game on, like, Louisville City has got to get it figured out. You cannot allow a team to come back three times and expect them not to have majority of the momentum going in the match. Three minutes to go as Louisville kicks it off following that goal for Rivas, the El Salvador International. Been a member of several Gold Cup teams with El Salvador, the North American Continental Championship. Here's Louisville playing the ball forward from Serrano into Maris, top of the box. Deflected away, Manny Perez picks it up. Wide right it goes Serrano again, looking to cross. Cuts it onto his left foot. Serrano's left foot across. Into the back post, and Jimenez couldn't keep it on target. Oscar Jimenez was completely wide open at the back post, tried to slam it into the turf, and hopefully bounce it over the goalkeeper, McGuire. And I don't believe McGuire got a touch. It was over the crossbar onto the roof of the net. As we get a look at the replay here, we'll see if it did take a touch. A great cross from Serrano. It just awkwardly skipped off the turf before Jimenez could hit it on the half volley. He didn't hit it cleanly, and it is over the bar. Not touched by Maguire. It's a goal kick. But there's your chance for Louisville City to tie it with two minutes to go. Yeah, the bounce really threw Jimenez off because he was following through to strike it in the air like he did a couple weeks ago to get that game winner. But when it bounced, it completely threw off the trajectory of the ball and therefore threw off the run-up of Jimenez and he wasn't able to get the clean strike through on it but that would have been the moment right there he was wide open on that back post 
Minute and a half to go. Louisville with the ball once again. They're going to throw everything forward here to try and salvage something. What looked like a win on multiple occasions. Now looking like a loss in a 4-3 game. Wide right is Manny Perez in the attacking half. Goes backward to Tosh, who scored twice tonight, but then conceded a penalty a moment ago that might be the losing goal for Louisville. Maris into the box. Skips past Harris and Ownby. Cleared out by Miami to midfield where Adams picks it up for Louisville. The attack's still on with a minute to go plus stoppage time. Jimenez into the center circle to Gibson. Inside right it goes to Dylan Maris. Maris facing forward. Plays it wide right to Ray Serrano. One-on-one with Christian Sorto. Serrano dribbles in on his left foot. Cross to the back post once again. And Oscar Jimenez had to try and scramble backward to retrieve the ball. He couldn't do it. And it sails past him and then bounces behind near the corner flag for a Miami goal kick. And a moment ago, I questioned if Miami was going to kill the game at 3-3. They're certainly going to try and kill it now, leading 4-3 with 30 seconds to go plus stoppage time. They will take their time putting this ball back in play. Yeah, now it's going to come those game management strategies. They're going to try to deflate the game. Louisville City has to see if they can figure out a way to keep this momentum going, keep the energy high, and find that equalizer. I would imagine, though, Casey, with with what is it, five goals in the second half, we're going to have a decent chunk I of stoppage time. I bet it'll be about time. four minutes would be my guess. So Louisville should have a little bit of time to try and find something here. We're now moving into stoppage time, and you were exactly right, Casey Whitfield. Four minutes have been added on to this game. That time brought to you by the Louisville Muhammad Ali International Airport. Four minutes for Louisville to find a goal to salvage a point on the road. It's no longer about clinching their playoff berth. It's just about trying to save themselves a little bit of face here. Perez wide right tries to drop it off backward to Serrano cut out by Aiden Stanley the left back for Miami he takes it near the corner flag then turns around hits it long and forward intercepted by Gibson. Maris to Harris outside of the box. Harris through a slip pass looking for Serrano. Serrano didn't see it coming and it rolls past his toes all the way to the feet of Maguire the goalkeeper who will dribble away with the ball at his feet before finally picking it up just to kill off a precious few more seconds. 45 seconds of the minimum four minutes have gone by. Again, it's a good ball through, but not on the same page, not anticipating the balls coming through, just kind of reacting to what's happening offensively instead of trying to be proactive, trying to keep the energy high. It's just like they're reacting and hoping that it comes. McGuire eventually punted it long. Louisville able to recover the ball. It goes to the goalkeeper, Zimley. He rolls it on the ground forward to Tosh, the right center back. Sean dribbles forward near midfield, plays it on the ground through the middle looking for Harris, intercepted by Velo of Miami. It's Rivas now to Sorto. Two goal scorers linking up. Sorto goes all the way back to Maguire. Louisville chasing the ball. With two and a half minutes to go, Maguire hits it long. Into the attacking half. Salazar up for the header. He's undercut by Oscar Jimenez and the referee. Ten yards away, well placed to spot it. Calls the foul. And it's going to be a Miami free kick. Just a few yards past the midway line. A little bit to the right of the center circle. And Michael Salazar, who assisted the third goal of the night, for Miami is down in a heap rolling around in pain he's going to try and milk this clock for everything he can right now with two minutes to go out of the minimum four in stoppage time I think a pretty clear call there on the foul Casey yeah he just undercuts him he backs into him if he just kind of stands still he might get the foul called on Salazar for coming in a bit reckless but the last thing you can do is give up set pieces because they've already been able to eat a minute off the clock just with this set piece still haven't put it back in play Salazar off the turf now on his feet. Here it comes from Craig. The free kick clips it toward the corner flag, toward Repetto. 
Repetto battling with a couple of white jerseys for Lule to bring it down, and he's called for a foul, Claudio Repetto. And now he's going to stand over the ball ahead of this fifth-third free kick to try and kill the clock. Jimenez plays it off of his feet smartly, and it's a booking. A world of beer yellow card to Claudio Repetto for a delay of game. Credit to the referee for giving the yellow card for delay of game because so many times they don't do that. They tell the player to go back, but that's exactly what was happening there. So credit to the referee for giving that yellow. Just over a minute to go for Louisville to find a goal to tie it at four goals apiece. It's Jimenez after the ball is deflected back to him. The left back for Louisville City. He returns it all the way to Zimla, the goalkeeper. Zimla on the ground forward to Tosh, the right center back. With a minute to go, Tosh walking it forward at a jogging pace, really. On the ground, inside, right it goes to Dylan Maris. Maris, though, with a loose control, and Miami takes over. Just a poor touch there from Dylan Maris. Didn't have a lot of pressure on him, but just took his eye off the ball, it looked like, for a moment. Miami with it, with Stanley. He clears it long down the far sideline. Zimla, 30 yards out of his box, will touch it forward. And he touches it forward to Tosh. 30 seconds to go for Loose City. Tosh, a long ball from the midway line. To top of the box, Ownby trying to flick it on toward a teammate. Cleared away by Salazar for Miami. His clearance out of play. A Louisville throw on the near side, the left. Well into the attacking half, about 25 yards forward. Jimenez takes it with 15 seconds to go out of the minimum four. How much time is left? We'll see. Adams, ball high into the air into the box, and it's caught by McGuire, the goalkeeper for Miami. He goes down onto the turf. And that might be the final opportunity of the game. The four minutes have elapsed. The referee surely looking at his watch as McGuire comes back to his feet now. Runs across the top of the box, bouncing the ball. Chased by Oscar, I beg your pardon, Ray Serrano. Finally, he punts it forward. Miami players calling for the whistle. Still, it hasn't come. It's headed out by Miami for a Louisville throw on the near side to the left. This has got to be it. We're 20 seconds past the four minutes. Adams, a long ball forward down the left side. Ownby brings it down, but a heavy touch off of his hip. Gives it up to Mark Segbers. And as Segbers controlled it, the referee blew his whistle. It is over. What a game. And what a potentially deflating loss this is for Louisville City. After a win on Saturday, they head down to South Florida for the first of three games on the road to close out the month of September. And they had the lead three different times but Miami answered each time and then added a fourth and ultimately winning goal on a penalty that was called against Sean Tosh who scored twice tonight two goals to the good and one that you can take away from him for that penalty and Louisville goes down in defeat by a final tally of four to three coming up the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post game show plenty to talk about as Louisville City goes down in South Florida. You're listening to Louisville City Soccer on ESPN 680 and 105.7. It's time for the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-match show. Now, here's Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield. Hey, it's not just me tonight that's getting the uh, the halftime in the post-game confused. <laughs> Zach Cantrell doing a fantastic job, as he always does, as our producer tonight for Louisville City Soccer, Jeff Milby and Casey Whitfield, along with you, late into the night on a Wednesday evening. What a game we had for you tonight. The final score brought to you by Gorski Law Office. A painful one for Louisville City fans. The final, Miami 4, Louisville City 3. Louisville City led three different occasions in this game, and they conceded the tying goal each time that they led and then ultimately conceded a penalty in the 87th minute, I think it finally was. Well drawn by Joaquin Rivas, well dispatched by Joaquin Rivas 
for his second goal of the game, the leading goal scorer for this Miami team. And Miami, a team that had lost four consecutive games, is able to defeat Louisville City tonight by the odd goal in seven. Again, the story for Lou City tonight was had they been able to win, they would have clinched their berth in the playoffs. Now they will have to look to other results around the Eastern Conference and potentially have to do the job themselves on Saturday when they travel to Northern Virginia to the D.C. suburbs to take on Loudoun United. It's one that's going to sting potentially if Louisville cannot rebound on Saturday, Casey. It's a game tonight that could sting for a good little while. There were long stretches where Louisville looked good. They led three different times, as we said, a bunch now, and they were not able to hang on to that lead any time that they had it. It's uh, it's one that's going to be hugely disappointing in that locker room for Danny Cruz and his team. I think this one's going to sting no matter what to go up three times on the road and to give up the lead every single time and then ultimately lose the game. It, it's not it's not good enough, and they know it. It's not good. It doesn't feel good. And especially, I mean, my credit to Miami. They played great. They had four great goals that they scored. But it's a team that had been on a four-game losing streak. It's a team that had been down on their luck. It's a team that hadn't been able to put results together. And for them to be able to put the results and put all the pieces together against you hurts. Especially when you are trying to clinch that win and you're on this road trip that is a long road trip. It's hard. It hurts. And it's a frustrating one because you can't let teams stick around. And Louisville City dominated the first half and they only were able to have three shots and then they dominated again in the second half and they weren't able to hold on to the win and it's 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 just frustrating especially knowing what was on the line it's i mean yeah it it certainly is disappointing considering the the stakes of the game considering the fact that they led multiple occasions but i i think casey you got to give a lot of credit to miami i mean a team a hundred percent agree with their back against the wall a team down in 10th place in the east Seven points back of that final playoff spot. They had lost four consecutive games. Miami with, really, to be honest, with dozens of people in the stands. I mean, they might announce it as 500 or 1,000 even. It wasn't, just by the looks of it. There were not that many people there. This team could have easily packed it up and said, you know what, I'm just ready for the offseason. I'm ready to go home. I don't want to fight anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. And that clearly was not the case with this Miami team tonight against a championship-level Louisville City team, a team with such pedigree in this league, a team that's won two different titles, a team that's made it to the Eastern Conference Final all eight seasons that they have existed, Miami could have easily said, you know what, let's just pack it up and quit tonight. And they did not, and they came back every chance they had. A very even game on the stat sheet, ultimately. Louisville with a shooting advantage, 16-11. to That was a little bit closer in the second half. Louisville had eight shots in the second half to seven for Miami. Um, overall, shots on target. Miami did have the advantage there, 6-5 to over Louisville City. And a very even possession battle. It finished 50-50 between these two teams, almost exactly. Um, I, I think as disappointing as this is for Louisville City, and it is hugely disappointing because of the standards of this team, the standards of that group, they will be disappointed in themselves, surely. But I think on the night... You've got to give a ton of credit to Miami to continue fighting, continue believing, continue going forward, continue trying to find goals in a game that they absolutely needed to win, and they somehow found a way to do that at home. Their season's on the line, and they decided to fight for their season 100%. And so, like I said, credit to them, but frustrating for Louisville. I think the positive, though, to take away 
if you're Louisville City, is you were able to score three goals. You haven't really scored a lot of goals in quite some time. Wilson Harris is getting hot. He's feeling it. He's beginning to come on strong. And so having him being able to score in consecutive games is a positive. Getting Sean Tosh on the scoring sheet again, being able to have the penalty to score. I mean, those are the positives I think that you can take away. But it it is going to hurt. It is going to hurt. It is, to your point, Casey, one of the few games that Louisville has had multiple goals in a game. They've had more of them of late, most recently with a 3-2 win against Colorado Springs back on September 2nd. There are lots of positives. We can get into those in a moment when we come back from this break that we're about to head to. Um, but, but really, the overwhelming feeling for Louisville City fans will be one of disappointment. Feels like one really got away from them tonight uh, to be able to take the lead not once, not twice, but take the lead three times. Two goals from Sean Tosh, one from the penalty spot, and a goal from Wilson Harris for Louisville City. Not enough tonight as they fall by the final score of 4-3 to three to Miami FC. It's not Inter Miami. It's not Lionel Messi, but they didn't need him tonight. They were able to put four past Oliver Zimla in Louisville's goal uh, to win the game. We will continue to break it down And look ahead for both Louisville City and Racing Louisville when we return on this Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show here on ESPN Louisville. Welcome back to the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety post-game show. Tonight's Lynn Family Sports Vision and Training Man of the match, as voted on by you Louisville City fans, Sean Tosh scored two times tonight. Sean did his fifth and sixth goals of the season. The first on a corner kick 15 minutes into the game, well delivered to him by Carlos Mogel Jr. and headed in to the back of the net by Tosh. He then scored from the penalty spot in the second half, and you thought that his performance, combined with a goal from Wilson Harris two and a half minutes into that second half, would have been enough to give Louisville City the lead. When Tosh put the ball into the back of the net from the penalty spot, it meant Louisville City was ahead 3-2, to two, but then Miami threw a really, really well-taken goal by Cabral and then a penalty called against Sean Tosh, was able to score twice more and ultimately come from behind to win it 4-3 to three tonight. Casey Whitfield and me, Jeff Milby, and Casey, this starts, this is a... Uh, an an inauspicious start for Louisville City to this three-game road trip to round out the month of September. Five of their six games this month, all on the road. They went one and one in the first two of those five games. A win over Colorado Springs on September 2nd, followed by a 2-1 loss to Tampa Bay on September 9th. They won at home against San Diego on September 16th. You have this loss tonight against Miami. They have to turn around really quickly and get on a plane up to Northern Virginia to Loudoun United. That is in a suburb of Washington, D.C., Loudoun County, against the former reserve team of D.C. United in Major League Soccer. Second meeting of the season between Louisville City and Loudoun. Louisville defeated Loudoun 1-0 back on July 8th at Lynn Family Stadium. But the quick turnaround will be uh, doubly painful, uh, to use a word for Louisville City, because of just the travel to Head down to Miami. They didn't get in until very late last night. Louisville City, they'll have to navigate their way to Northern Virginia on short rest. I'd imagine we'll see some rotation from Danny Cruz come this weekend. 
it's uh, it, it's a tough pill to swallow this loss, given the fact that they're going to be on the road for the next couple of games, including a West Coast trip out, out to Albuquerque, New Mexico, to face New Mexico United to close out the month on September 30th. But I guess the thing to think of, too, is they, they get to go through the loss together as a team because they're traveling as a team. They get to process it as a team. They're going through all this as a team. It's not like they're at home and then they get to go home to their, their lives that they have at home. They're, they're going to have to face it together to overcome it together. They're all going to be in the fields together. And so I, I, that could be a good thing, though. So they're able to watch all the film, to rally behind it, to have hopefully better travel going up to Loudoun United than they did going down to Miami and have a couple days to be able to reflect all together on this performance and really spend some time together as a team for team bonding and uh, see if they're going to be able to come together as a team and push through this final little bit of the season. That game on Saturday, 6.30 at Loudoun United at Segra Field. Coverage beginning here on ESPN 680 and 105.7 at 6.15. So a little bit of an earlier kickoff on Saturday evening for Louisville City against Loudoun United. We mentioned racing Louisville at halftime. They are off this weekend. They have three games to go, needing to make up some points to get into the playoffs. They're two points out of the final playoff spot in the National Women's Soccer League. Technically, racing Louisville could finish in last place in the league. Or technically, they could finish in first place in the league. That That's is remarkable. So crazy. With three games to go, that is incredible. Uh, but everything, the point being, everything is on the line for this racing Louisville team. It just comes down to them and their ability to get results over these final three games. One of the final three at home, that's October 6th, a couple of weeks from now. That's the final regular season home game of the year for racing Louisville. It is a Friday night, October 6th, 7.30, Lynn Family Stadium, RacingLouFC.com, slash tickets, or 502-LOU-CITY to get in a seat for the regular season finale at home at Lynn Family Stadium. Absolutely need to be there because these three games are all very winnable games, especially two of them. And one of those two extremely winnable games is at home, and it does make such a big difference having the home crowd there supporting them. So make sure you get out there and support racing they are phenomenal. And again, you can watch a couple of the players play tomorrow at 7.30. You've got Savannah DeMello and Demi Katlana playing against each other in a little clash of the U.S. versus South Africa. And that's the first, if I'm not mistaken, Casey, correct me here. That's the first of back-to-back games, U.S. against South Africa, correct? Yes, I believe so. So there are a couple of opportunities yep. to see that matchup. And what a, what a fun matchup that'll be. Timby Katlana, a huge star for South Africa, was the best player for them at the World Cup. Uh, one of the best, most talented players Lu- uh, racing Louisville has. And, of course, Savannah DeMello, we've talked about her all year long, a breakout star this year, broke into the U.S. World Cup team, started twice in the World Cup for the U.S., called back up for a second successive camp. Great to see. Um, and I would imagine that those two may have a moment or two head-to-head on the field. We'll see how they Absolutely. line up. Absolutely. It'll be fun. Um, but that'll be a lot of fun coming up tomorrow night to Casey's Point at 730. That'll do it for us tonight. So much more we could say about this game. Just an incredible night of soccer. But unfortunately for Louisville City fans, it didn't go their way. Miami coming from behind, not once, not twice, but three times ultimately to score a 4-3 to three victory over Louisville City down in South Florida. The boys in purple do not clinch their playoff berth tonight, which they could have with a win. We will speak to you actually tomorrow night. Soccer City coming up on these same stations, ESPN 680 and 105.7. Myself and Benton Newman tomorrow night at 6 o'clock. Plenty to talk about from this game, and we'll also recap the season with Racing Louisville and preview what's to come for them. 
tune in for that. And don't forget Saturday night at Loudoun United, Louisville City on the road again. 6.30, the game kicks off. 6.15, our coverage will begin here on these same stations, ESPN 680 and 105.7. For Casey Whitfield, for Zach Cantrell, our extraordinary producer, I'm Jeff Milby. We appreciate you joining us on this Wednesday night. So long. We will talk to you tomorrow night on Soccer City. The final score tonight, Miami 4, Louisville 3. This has been the Kentucky Office of Highway Safety Post Game Show.